0: at a remarkable idea, an idea that has intrigued and attracted and literally thrilled thousands upon
1: thousands of men, women, and children. And you, my friends, are about to witness
0: this idea become a reality, for this is the story of the miracle sea in the desert. Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon,
1: Deacon. Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he had the nerve. Oh, he has the nerve to, nerf to a comment on some of my on some of my posts on my damaging colleagues combat page.
1: So you need Michael. He says you need Michael Deacon if you're going to have a Michael on. That is below.
0: Oh shit. That is hidden mu- below the belt.
1: Welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I am the creator of all that you hear. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds from the underground, first-time listeners turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where you don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe and to admire you for your curiosity. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this, slicing through the night indeed, O.J. Simpson style, live and direct, streaming to you live on YouTube right now. You can, of course, find the podcast rendition of this program simply by going to michaeldeacon.com. Go there now. Tonight we have a full house yet again. Two brave souls join us this evening and of course, I was just on last night. For those who missed it, go back and check that out. First up is E.A. Coetting. Mr. Coetting has invested over a dozen years studying the mysteries of the occult and their practical applications. And he has spent the last decade teaching and guiding others in their ascent. He's appeared here before, and we welcome him back into the circle. And, of course, after the break, we will take yet another journey outside of our uh, bodies to the astral plane with Mr. Paul Prince Paul Amakos. Paul has been an astral traveler for over 20 years. He, of course, is the author of the book The Golden One. You can check out his website over at outofbodyjournal.com. Hello to you in the chat room. And, of course, hello to all of those who will listen to this on the replay. I missed ya. I'll tell you one person who I won't be missing, that's that Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They should have assigned uh, Hope Hicks for that gig. The whole ballgame would have changed. Oh yeah, it's a game changer alright, and of course, I do want to talk to you out there. Don't be afraid to call in that number 760-332-8724. One more time, 760-332-8724. Don't be shy. Doesn't hurt to pick up your little phone there and give us a ring. now. Let's get down to brass tacks here. I'm wasting too much time. Eric must be bored waiting. Let's bring him in. Eric, what's going on? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh yes, I apologize for the long intro there. I was having fun talking nonsense there.
0: <laughs> yeah, know you're good. You said, you said when you uh, uh, you know, right before you went to it, that uh, you mentioned that you, you basically play it up, you you overplay it, and I uh, I'm a fan of doing that. That's uh. Oh yeah. That's actually something. I mean, I'm just gonna. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna come out and just start swimming right away. Go um, ahead. I like that. <laughs> we, uh, you know, well, I see. Uh, not only do I see the, uh, the the criticism out there about me, I love it. I I I, I stir it up and I create it. It's it's uh, it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun with uh, with the presentation, um, and that's a big part of it. You know, if you know about magic, you know, there's always the the observed, the obvious, the and, showmanship. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you have what's going on underneath that while everybody's looking in, in the other direction. That's what we're doing with ritual. That's what we're doing with uh, a, a lot of I mean, even, the, even the magic of media that we can change the way that we and others perceive reality on a very fundamental scale.
1: I agree. And of course, I do want to officially welcome you back
0: into the program here, uh, Eric, just to be formal. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, no, it's it's awesome to be back on. I, I I was excited to to hear from you again, and uh, uh, we had a great show last time. And I've I've uh, kind of been keeping up to date. You know, it's it's funny. I I I'm I'm a big fan of the occult. I don't know if, if people picked up on that at all, but. <laughs> We, in, we had a in, guess. We took a guess. In, uh, in, in researching it and, and in, in, in seeking out some of the strongest and, and most clear voices in in the field, uh, I, I keep coming across your show. Amazing. Uh, I mean, you, 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 do have, you do have a lot of really, really great guests, that, uh, and, and you're able to pull some really fun information out. Oh, yes.
1: I'm so glad you have picked up on that and noticed it. It's been great. It's been a great experience talking to these individuals and I've been very fortunate to get a chance to talk to many of these individuals I grew up admiring in a sense. Uh, Mike Hideous being one of them, he's a great guy and someone who I invite here quite often to do a co-hosting and one of the people that I've been bringing on quite often here when, whenever Mike is around is of course Dr. Michael Aquino. And I told you, Eric, tonight, originally,
0: this was supposed to be me, you, and Michael. That's, um, first off, best sentence in itself is, is, uh, ridiculously humbling to me. That, that uh, this, this man, he is, he's a giant. Um, in, in the conversations you've had with him, as well as what I find really actually interesting is that he, he, he has been revealing so much recently that, that, uh, he, he's always he's always kept himself in in public view when he needed to and and he's he he's got the funny ability to kind of shrink away when he wants to right and <laughs> uh but he is uh he is definitely a master of uh of the magical arts without a doubt and uh uh he paved he paved the road that i now walk on so so uh even even the opportunity to speak on the same show that he has been on is uh is an honor to 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 uh to possibly sit and have a conversation with the man himself, I would I would be thrilled. Uh, I, I do hope uh, things are well with him. I don't know. I've, uh, that's
1: why, I yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to bother him just yet. Mm-hmm. Because I was told he's not doing entirely so well at this moment in time. So I, I held back, but don't worry. I'm going to get you back in here soon.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, the... Uh... <laughs> the 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 clarity of mind that he has is uh, amazing. Um I you know I've, I've got a really creative artistic mind. I'm firing off thoughts most of the, I, most of the time I don't really know where the information I'm getting is even coming from. It's just being channeled through. Uh Aquino is is, is quite the opposite. He his, his mind is very very sharp and very calculated. Uh to to the point of, you know I I I envy that about him and and I would like to say that I would like to have That quality, but that's not how my mind works. He, I think he's uh, He's, one of a kind.
1: Yeah, he's in a league entirely of his own, to be completely honest. And I've said it before in the program that he's definitely the smartest uh, guest I've ever spoken to. He's probably the smartest person I've ever had a conversation with, uh, to be completely
0: frank here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. And, and, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the, I, I I have had to walk away from a, a few radio shows uh, because they really they, they they tried to get me to, to to go along with slandering him as far oh, as uh, okay uh, about you know validating there, there, there are all these uh, uh satanic panic rumors and he he freely addresses them quite clearly uh, and and has written a whole book addressing it and and uh, has really proven his case to every government agency out there and uh, uh but the, the slander still goes on and and so i have had to walk away and i have walked away from radio interviews where, where they they tried to, to, to wrangle me into smearing him because he he is from all evidence that i've seen he is an upstanding man
1: that's unusual that they would go after you or try to ambush you rather like that but that's sort of like a classic radio bit to do Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You know, well, it is. It's uh, it's. You should have played along. It, well, it's it's the radio shows that the, the feed off of fear, unfortunately. You. know. Well, you could have you could have turned it on them quite easily, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just gotta I just got how to. I, you just got to know how to troll these uh, guys back. That's true. You know, I'll t- I'll tell you what. So, and that that I'll, I mean, you just you just identified, I think, why uh, Aquino has such a, a remarkably profound. Calculated mind, especially from my perception, is is I uh, I I'm quite emotional, and so I I, I have a, a hard time detaching emotionally enough when when, when I'm confronted with that sort of situation, especially with somebody that I respect, to be as clear headed as I wish I could be. I'm much I'm much clear more clear headed when I'm discussing topics that I really really love and and I'm I'm uh, really engaged in it. I hate going undefensive um, because I I'm never, not good at it. I never saw you like
1: that, Eric. I always thought you were more of this laid-back character. I didn't exactly know you had this sort of aggression. But then but then uh, I'll take that back for a moment here. Uh, then I went on your YouTube page, not YouTube, your Facebook page, and then I see you with a photo of a sword, and I thought, oh, that's that's pretty black metal of uh, uh, Eric here. Maybe <laughs> yeah. there is some aggression. I like that, though
0: no well hey i'll tell you what, aggression is um it's necessary to, to i think for people to, to remember that we're we're predators we we are apex predators we we are we are absolutely the most dangerous thing on this planet no doubt um, yeah and and uh i think if we if we admit that then we can respect that and and a lot of the, the the chess beating that goes on with with modern warfare is ridiculous. Uh, we we could be putting our our uh, efforts towards amazing things through that spirit of competition if we're able to to harness it as a collaboration. I, actually, I I do see like there there's a there's a shift in I would I would flat out call it a shift in the aeons that's occurring where we're going from uh a systems of power that were that have been dominating and uh coerce, coercing and and we're we're shifting into uh, an aeon of, of, of collaboration, cooperation, and consent. And, uh, and that, that's, that is just clearly the way that society is going, that, uh, business is going where the, the, the employee, employee employer relationship is, is now changing to uh, a bunch of business owners, small business owners that are all controlling their own destinies. This is, uh, these are amazing, amazing things. And and yeah. it is uh, really a sign. I think a lot of, a, a lot of people can, can and do find uh things to 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 point at that to, to say that this is the worst time this is the worst age ever and that things are, are so awful so much so much more horrible now than the, than they've ever been i think the opposite's absolutely true that, that we're only more aware of how horrible some things are and and we are now armed with the knowledge and the power to, to change that
1: i agree with you 100 percent. is the world really that bad i mean we're not Uh, we're in america for god's sakes it's not exactly that horrible here some people think they're in a third world country though yeah yeah and you know what i'll tell you it's uh i ridiculous well and, and and i've i've been i have been homeless In the United States Uh, yeah we'll talk about that right now let's get into that because Eric (laughs) there are newer souls out there that have never really heard of you before that will be jumping in here especially on the podcast version of this program so let's go back in time uh, way back in time I know your life early on wasn't all sunshine and rainbows it let's take that psychedelic
0: flashback through time here Eric. tell us about your past yeah you know uh uh my mother uh my, by my birth mother i say birth mother because i was uh ad- adopted uh, away from her her care and my birth mother was uh young and uh, interestingly with her her generation uh there, there was a whole lot of uh there were a whole lot of unintended uh, pregnancies that usually ended up in in grandparents raising the children like that, you, that there was a, like almost like a flood of that uh for, for, a, for a period and um her, her, her parents, my grandparents wanted to, to raise me and she, and that, they tried to for about six months. And that was just too intensive, a uh, a, a situation. It was, you know, it's, it's hard for her to go party and do her thing with you know, her, her child at home in any way. So she, uh, gave me for, up for adoption, but, but pretty unofficially it seems. Um, yeah, I ended up in the, the hands of some, uh, child predators to, 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 to put it mildly. And, uh, um, they, uh, eventually got arrested and, uh, uh, for, for child pornography from what I understand, uh, and all the charges that would be associated with that, uh, as well as, uh, um, I believe a murder. And, uh, I was two, three years old at that point, And, uh, that I, I had been not only, uh, not only subjected to abuse, but, but so severely neglected that I could barely move and, uh. Uh, I, I specifically, when I was four years old, I, I still wasn't able to cross midline, meaning that I couldn't take my, my right hand and grab an object on the left side of my body. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, that's that 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 develops when you have three dimensional objects. You know, you have a a, a a toy that a child plays with, or the the little thing that spins, the mobile that spins above them. Uh, and I didn't have any of that, so so I, I had never developed that. Um, I see. What was that? Oh, it's just saying I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, at at four or five years old, uh, right about, well, I, I get adopted into this family. they good family, good Mormon, big Mormon family. For oh, sure Mormon family. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh no, like, it's, <laughs> like well, really, really hardcore too. My my uh, my father did not. I uh, uh, see my adopted father. He didn't. Uh, he, he's not a lukewarm kind of guy, uh, oh. and so he, he was a. Very, very, very Mormon. Um, so you had and, to wear the the special underwear. Well, you don't get in the underwear until you're 19. Oh, uh, oh wow! And, yeah, you, uh, you get your underwear when you uh, when you go on your mission, which I I almost did. I, I was uh, a couple weeks away from going, going on a, a mission for the Mormon Church, and uh, wow, a, yeah, I had to sit down and talk with, with my bishop, and uh, and. And this was that was my second dip in because I uh, I was raised in the, in the LDS Church and then I I left and and came back as an adult, thinking that it was you know kind of grasping for the last moment of sanity that I could find and and uh, thought that maybe if I started going back to church that that the world would get better. And uh, how old were it, you then, by by
1: the way, Eric, when you were contemplating church and that sort of thing?
0: You know that was a. Uh, uh, I was twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, no, no, that's not right. I was nineteen, specifically nineteen. That's right. My twentieth birthday. I was told when I was nineteen, I started working with uh, Lucifer pretty intensely and uh, really, really intensely. And I, I had just barely started learning how to how to tune into these spirits and how to see them. I was using a scrying mirror mostly at that time, and uh, I was I was really developing my skills at, at about eighteen nineteen, and. Uh, I made contact with Lucifer after doing multiple rituals, and in my my apartment, I had, I had taken Sharpie marker and had covered the walls in incantations and sigils of Lucifer. Um, I had, I, I mean, not only did I look like a madman, I, I was absolutely uh, delving into into the madness of of uh, calling upon upon the Prince of Darkness, and uh, he came. And, and 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 what what I mean by that is he activated there was an activation of a of a almost like a bridge between the worlds that uh, that inside my own consciousness i could observe both the spiritual reality overlaid upon the physical reality and and he opened that rift and, and and my work really has been just opening it more and more and more right, sense right. for myself and hopefully on a global level. Understood. And Eric, I want you to take us through that
1: moment. You actually left that house, the the Mormon family. Uh What was that? A, did you leave on a good note? It's basically what I'm getting at here.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, well, I, uh, the, the parents, my, my parents split, uh, they divorced when I was about eight and, uh, so I toggle between, between them, um, both of them, I, I've realized this as I have now a 14 year old child that, uh, uh, my adoptive parents had, didn't give me very good, uh, uh, skills of how to, how to discipline and parent because they, uh, they basically would just kick, kick us out of the house. Um, you know, if, if, if we were living with dad and, and, uh, he started getting into trouble or, or, or having conflict dad would kick us out. We'd go live with mom for a while. And and that was kind of life for, Mm -hmm. for a bit. Um, and, and their houses were extremely polar opposite. My mother had become atheist since their split, blaming, blaming the religion for, uh, my father's affair. And my father just kind of dove headfirst into, into the church, uh, even more. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it it was, uh, uh, did I leave on good terms? No, not Uh, really. Okay. I graduated from high school for uh, living with my my mother, uh, and that was a good enough a good enough relationship. Um, you know, I I have definitely always had a, a harder time. I think connecting with people and and uh, even even at, school, at that early in age as well. Even early in like in high school, you had a difficult
1: time connecting with your peers. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, high school and, and, uh, uh, I mean, throughout my life, absolutely. I still, still, I, you know, I I, I go to these, uh, I go to music festivals. Uh, I love music festivals and uh, I love uh, um, all of the shenanigans that go along with with throwing yourself into a music festival. Sure, yeah. uh, Yeah, and so I... I remember uh, just collapsing. I'm dressed, in, I'm, I'm dressed in some kind of sort of clown suit with a with a kilt on, and I'm I'm collapsed against the wall, saying nobody here loves me. Oh no! And I'm surrounded by people, that are dancing and singing, mm-hmm. and so so I I, I definitely have that uh, uh, that feeling. Did you being, happen to eat mushrooms? Oh, <laughs> uh, n- n- I have, and that produces a very interesting. Uh, I was going to say mushrooms. Mushrooms doesn't make me very emotional. Ah, okay. Uh, it, it, what, what mushrooms does is uh, uh, for me is it actually uh, it cranks up the internal uh, monologue so I can hear myself quite a bit more clearly. And uh, uh, I, I do find that I, I kind of isolate on uh, uh, on mushrooms specifically that, that I'll take them and, and rather than jumping in a conversation or, or dance, I'll, I'll kind of go sit and think. Um, and so it's, a, it's, good, it's good for, for that. that. Yeah. F- good for creativity. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I'll tell you what that it, it, it is. I, I I had a client that was out here. I do anyway a boot camp service that that uh, I I'm tailoring in different ways, but but uh, it allows people to come out and work with me personally in ritual. I can I'll teach them all kinds of different things. And so I had a fellow out here that uh, was was taking copious amounts of various drugs while we were doing our sessions. And, uh, good times. I, asked, I asked him about that. I'm like, and, 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 and not just marijuana either. And I, uh, uh, asked him what, yeah, how, how, how that cause from, for myself, if I'm going to do a ritual, I, for the most part, I want to be sober. I want to to have a focused mind and, and, uh, be really clear about where I'm at. And and, you want to remember uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and remember, but more than anything, I'll tell you what, really though, to control that, I wouldn't be able to con- I, I did experiment with LSD and evocations, and, and uh, it, didn't, um, it, it doesn't produce a good result. The thing that you see when you take the the LSD is not the same thing that comes out in an evocation. These are entirely different worlds you're tapping into.
1: Yes, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll, we'll go um, down that path here. We're jumping a little bit ahead here. I definitely want to go back really quickly uh, to when you left your um i guess adopted parents house and you're deep into the occult and what was their initial uh, reaction to all this this change in their their baby boy
0: sarcasm yeah yeah and uh you know it was scary for them for sure yeah yeah Um, so so they part of the uh, uh the story of the the family that i ended up with uh um, i guess i guess you say foster family but whatever uh is that they the 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 man the father of the home was uh um he he formed his own church or cult and he uh he created his own religion and and believed that he was his own god and uh um it, it got it scared my parents for sure when they started seeing that i was pursuing a similar interest uh even if I, I can't even imagine how how terrifying that must have been for them, for sure. I, it's it's interesting because I don't I, I look at that and I I don't see accidents very often. I see. And I think I think that uh, a lot of things do line up and kinda and kind of point, point you the way. So um so they, they they were scared when they started uh, practicing for sure. When I started being obvious about it, I think. Uh I was living with my mother, I was fourteen Cause I, I, when I was with my father, since he was so religious, I, I uh, hid it quite a bit. I, I would, uh, I didn't practice at all because it was too, I mean, aside from playing the Ouija board, um, uh, that, that was kind of my entry into it was talking to these spirits on Ouija boards. And then, uh, uh, that wasn't enough for me because I started, as I was, as I was playing with the Ouija board, I would start to feel a spirit in the room and I could locate it. Uh, usually it would hang out in the corners of the rooms and, uh, I I started becoming aware of the the, the presence of these uh, uh, and one specific spirit that that was a constant uh, a constant companion in the uh, for for about six about six months of my life when I was about twelve or thirteen years old. Uh, everywhere I went and at, at every moment I was aware of this particular entity that was there. And then, uh, the only name I got for him was Saw, Sa S uh, A on the Ouija board. It never really communicated with me. I mean, I, I think it did communicate with me telepathically, but uh, not with any kind of uh, conversation, but more uh, emotion and, and uh, uh, almost like a primal uh, passing. Of, I see. Of, uh, so, uh, so I, I had this. I'm, the door was opened. I had this this intense interest. <laughs> I didn't know where it came from. Uh, I, I I consciously didn't know that uh, at that point that. Uh, that, the uh, family that I was in had a similar, uh, thing that, Your that biological bio- that, family, right. But my, okay. my biological family also had, uh, when, when I met with my, my mother, my birth mother, which I, I did connect with her as an adult. Uh, I, I told her what I do for a living and sent her to my website. And she, I was expecting, uh, uh, a harsh reaction, I guess, cause uh, it's pretty intense. And she says, she's kind of shrugged and says, well, that figures you, you'd be doing that. That's, that's exactly what our whole family pretty much is into. And well, what do you mean? She goes, well, yeah, your, your grandma was a witch and, and, uh, it, for you, there has been witchcraft in, for in the family for generations and, uh, they all kind of know it and, and they can, most of them choose not to practice, but it's always available, I think for them. Um, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. And so it's, it's in your blood. It, absolutely my blood and and there was also the the, the the fact that my family bloodline has a lot of authors in it as well and mm-hmm. so uh, um it's actually kind of mind-blowing what what can travel through through the blood that's wild yeah yeah oh go ahead i was just saying everything aligned for you then you know uh, everything seems to do that it uh, it it would be it would be really really easy to dismiss Uh, all of this as coincidence and we're just an accident. If it just wasn't so damn perfect, uh, it it just lines up perfect. every time. I'm glad you're saying this now because I don't think I've ever got
1: much of a chance to really go down this route with you here, but I wanted to ask you
0: about God. Do you believe in God? I, 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 hmm. so first I'll have to say, I don't really, I don't really have beliefs. I, I mean, I have beliefs, but I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I don't consider beliefs to be very uh, have very much weight. What what I actually have what I actually invest in is is uh, experiences, and I have experienced the reality of of a source of all things. And uh, calling it God uh, marginalizes it. It, it. It's not a being uh, with a with a face and a body. Right. But but it is the central source of all. And um, I, I have I have intimately experienced that and uh i also think that part of my mission and and i would say all of humanity's, definitely but uh most humanity won't agree with me it, it, part of our mission here is to to actually push away from source to 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 create our own reality to create our own our own dimension in which we can step into that is 100% our own, that is separate from God entirely. Yes, I'm personally
1: an agnostic atheist, yet I've experienced a few things that many would consider paranormal. Uh, Depending on my mood, I will at times believe there is something else out there in another plane, the outer plane. And I'm not overly religious at all, obviously, but I'm still quite interested in a number of topics and stories in regards to religion, and of course, one of the many gems I consider is the Book of Enoch. Of course, being that my name is Michael, I really love that story. It's it's great. It's quite the nice fit. I do love the name. It's very appropriate for this program as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, the, you know, the Book of Enoch is uh, an interesting ma- m- um, mention because, uh, I mean, it does—it's— it's, it, it, it's not well at least for for more in mormonism it's it's absolutely not canon um I'm, i don't i don't know how other uh faiths uh interpret the book of enoch most of them i think don't it's not it's not as canon as as uh as the uh you know the pentateuch for, for example so uh but but nevertheless and possibly tied into the fact that it's not uh, recognized is is the fact that it contains most probably more information in that in that uh, uh writing than you could really puzzle together through through most of the uh, the other scriptures of the world um book of Enoch is is a condensed uh magical grimoire in my in my view oh i see it that way too fantastic read for anyone
1: who has not read that great story and of course i do want to go back really quickly here to your biological mother aside from her she obviously accepted you and you guys i hope made up you probably i think well i'm assuming perhaps you might have forgiven her for whatever she put you through it's always good to forgive even though like i said i'm not religious but it's good to forgive people
0: you know uh yeah i i'll tell you what i uh I I yeah I, I don't I don't feel like there was ever the need to forgive but but uh um I, actually it was it, it was interesting because I didn't I I, I reached a point within myself uh, uh that that I, I gave up on on needing to ever meet her and then she showed up uh you know I That I, happens sometimes especially with friends. Yeah, it oh, just absolutely. pop up man. They yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah and and, and it, I, it was a very specifically like I, I had because I, I i i definitely did and and, and do still have uh issues and, and and uh difficulties in in life where i would otherwise not had i had a, a an, another type of upbringing but at the same time our, our struggles uh, our struggles don't necessarily define us but they allow us to define ourselves yeah it builds character though yeah well and you know so so to go way back uh when I, when i when i was uh 4 or 5 years old and uh, had been adopted into this family uh I, I i had to go through uh you know physical therapy to learn how to use my body and most i uh, most people don't have that experience as as children to to have to be taught how to how to, how to move your hands and how to how to walk and uh, and I did, uh, when I, you know, when I'm, I mean, to, to, to the point that now I, I, I remember it, 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 it is part of, of my, my memory of it was, life it was a good memory. To, yeah, that I had to teach myself how to, and I, I remember when I walked a, a balance beam that was basically just a two by four, uh, and I was able to put one foot in front of the other, the, 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 uh, satisfaction that I, the, the unbelievably satisfied to, to have, mastered myself in that way and 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 mastered myself in a way that I can be I can walk like a normal person um but to me that was a triumph and yeah. and I think that that's one thing that always has defined my character is that uh my my whole life has been about the triumphs that it's always about pushing myself and consciously working with what I've got to to make things work and and as at some point I definitely understood that, uh, that there is force or, or, uh, a control that can be exerted outside of the physical body as well, through the mind and through, uh, through spiritual channels. And, uh, uh, and like we were saying before that, that did, uh, uh, startle my, my family and, right. and uh, uh, they did try to push me in the opposite direction. Absolutely. Uh, but that just, uh, that just made me kind of hide it a little bit more, but not that, not that much. Um, but as soon as, as soon as I was, uh, out of high school, the, the day after my graduation, I, I woke up and my mom had kicked me out of the house multiple times. I'd go stay with my friend a couple months later, or a couple of weeks or or whatever, whenever I came around, I'd, I'd go back. Yeah. And, surprise, uh, Eric, you're out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, uh. I, I, I was with her when I graduated at high school and uh, some I, I somehow limped my way through I, I made a high school career out of D's it was uh, <laughs> I, I, knew, I, I actually it was almost like a formula for me I knew how to get D's really 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 well um, and then <laughs> I did have one science teacher that did not give D's and so I surprisingly got an F and uh, had to retake his class um but uh i, I because i never was a, a, an academic uh, at all uh, even close uh um, I, I actually uh, wasn't I, I, w- I was very unconfident in a, about my my intelligence yeah, you're uh, a very shy kid Well, beyond shy
1: um it's it's interesting that you say you had trouble uh talking to other kids and connecting even at an, a young age, but, you know, I learned something really quickly when I was going through those high school years and trying to I'm feeling isolated and all those sort of feelings that you get at, that really exist only in your head. Pretty, pretty soon I learned that everyone around me was going through the same thing. And I, re- of course, I related more towards, you know, the, the outside kids, the weirdos, the creeps, the goth kids, the ones on the outside. I was always friends with them, but I was also friends with the more popular uh, jock kids as well. I was friends with everyone, to be honest with you. It it was pretty tremendous. I was able to maintain all these sort of relationships with these people even at an early age, because I knew inside their minds that they were afraid and scared, and they were awkward, and I never really, I I did have those sort of feelings as well, but I got over those really quickly, and I was sort of able just to uh, connect with everyone. It was a very unusual thing, even at a young age. I'm still kind of uh, mortified with that, and just like you, though, Eric, I do still at times feel slightly disconnected with the rest, and... uh, but you know that's life. Sometimes you're going to run into people that you can't connect with at all.
0: No, well, you, you know you're you're right, and, and you know and I, I think I realized that about uh, actually uh, around elementary school time, I, I, I started noticing more and more, like with, with each passing year, that uh, other people liked me, and and uh, I, I just didn't like them. Uh, yeah, that, that I that that I the the, the discomfort wasn't was was not uh uh from from them i i did I, I was i did pretty clearly understand that that something uh i i felt something inside of me was definitely different uh, different yeah um oh yes and and yeah and, and i and i think you know maybe because i felt that, that 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 was projected but but at the same time i do think that people have and always do when they meet me feel like there's something different about me uh to, to the point that i have had people tell me while while they're sitting uh, at the table with me you're not human
1: um you look and, human to me you look like a pro wrestler right now by the way <laughs> i like it it's a good look on you
0: uh yeah i uh uh thank you i uh, i do think it's um it is important to and and i don't try to look like a pro wrestler at all well women I, like women I, like that look that
1: you're rocking right now with, with the facial hair the long the, the long hair Women totally dig that. You definitely look like a '90s bad guy. <laughs>
0: i mean, bad guy. That's cool. It's good. It's uh, good. You know, well, and, and I, I always... So, so I, I used to smoke cigarettes. Uh, I've, I've uh, I switched oh, to uh, I, 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 I smoke a vape at this point without how much. Uh, dare
1: drinking. you ruin your lungs with that that stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and it's it, it was crazy because um, when I started evaluating it, uh. uh I, I had tried to quit a million times, and this is about a, a, a year and a half, two years ago, was when I actually finally did quit. And, and it, it was due to, to, to becoming very mindful of, uh, of the, the reasons and the, 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 what, what, is, what is the impulse that's pushing me to do this. I ask myself that. I, I, I have always been a... a a devout student of my own mind my own motivations and uh and so just asking myself you know what what what's driving me to 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 do this action right now and when it's something as as destructive and non-rewarding as smoking i mean it's if, if i'm if i'm going to do something that harms me it, it, it better also feel really really good and smoking just didn't it was a it was a compulsion, but it was a compulsion that I actually picked up. I remember, I remember the first time that I ever saw a person smoking was my grandpa, my, my, my mom's dad, uh, my adopted mother's dad, and he was uh, he was a bad guy. You know, I, I saw him as a bad guy, and he, uh, he 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 probably was in real life a bad guy. There are a lot of secrets about him that, that, that are not told around the family, and uh, uh, you know, there's there's. Uh, there there are questions about grandpa for sure and and so it, oh, yes. you know he was definitely a in in my eyes and in a lot of other people's eyes i think he was a bad guy and he was uh he went out to to smoke a cigarette i'm living with the, with my parents obviously i'm i'm 5 6 years old and and uh, he uh goes out to outside to go have to go smoke and i knew that that was against our religion that that was uh something that specifically my parents did, would would not allow Right. and and so I snuck after him and, I watched him and he looked, he looked around and looked back at me and he said, you know, go, you better go back inside. Uh, your dad, your dad doesn't want me to do this and, and, and shakes the cigarette and I'm like, uh, all right, all right. he goes, you don't want me smelling like this. And, and, uh, and it got wired in my, in my mind that that, that that's kind of like the, uh, the bad guy, the tough guy, the ah, James yes. Dean, you know, <laughs> and, and, so, uh, grandpa uh, what the, but the bad influence here. Right, right. Oh <laughs> yeah. damn. Uh, when I, and and when I started picking up cigarettes and and uh uh smoking when I started started smoking cigarettes when I was about 12, I uh uh I I felt like grandpa. I, that was definitely it. I felt like felt like that badass and uh I had to uh, I actually changed that. What a, he, grandpa he, probably was a badass in his time. He be. I'm sure he was. He I'm probably sure he was. was, yeah. Um but you know, I uh, everything is a matter of alchemy you can't simply make lead stop being lead and and become gold absolutely yeah there's a process that has to go go about and so a transfer and so the transfer that i had to make there was uh was my my vision what does a badass look like now i had to change that to a badass looks like a guy coming out of the gym looking like he just worked out and looking sexy as hell like right I so I lost that in my mind. Okay, that's, a that's, that's actually, uh, Alex Skarsgård, the, uh, uh, actor from True Blood. I saw, I saw a picture of him, the paparazzi picture of him coming out of the gym. That was my inspiration right there. And I'm like, all right, so that is a badass. It's a good influence though. Not the not the, the guy that's smoking the cigarette that's coughing his lungs out. You gotta stay stuff. in shape. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you do have to, um, this, this, uh this body and this world, this, this three-dimensional reality is, uh, very important. Um, all we, we, we are all looking up at the heavens and looking at the gods and we're, we're wanting to become like them and whole religions are built around trying to become like them and, and returning to them. Well, if you grow up and, and you're, you, you, uh, you mature, you don't move into your parents' house. It's the opposite. You, you move on you move right. away yeah and and so this physical reality is as far away from god as we can get and uh, and we are not here by accident we have pushed ourselves into this reality into these these physical bodies we are, we are singularities of consciousness and power absolutely
1: and of course i did want to talk a little bit of the art of magic with you here as we Roll on down here. Yeah, we spent a pretty good time here talking about your personal life, giving the audience a good chance to further understand you, understand the man E.A. Coetting, the the
0: many layers of E.A. Coetting. <laughs> yeah, many, many, many layers. It's uh, uh, it, 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 it's interesting. I was working with uh, with Abaddon. Um, I was going to ask
1: you about that. Yes, I wanted <laughs> to get into that with you. And just to say this, for centuries, men and women have believed in the existence and power of secret knowledge and, of course, the elitism of occult societies. And, of course, I've been doing some research on you Eric, and of course I saw that headline, How to Become the Lord of Darkness Himself Through mm. a Physical Incarnation of Abaddon. Definitely take us through that. Tell us who this being is. And of course, the other question that many are probably wondering right now, Eric, is why
0: on earth would you want to do that? <laughs> um, well, I guess the, uh, I'll answer the second question first. Go ahead, uh, Yeah, you would you would want to do that because uh, it's the most amazing thing you could possibly do with your time. Uh, Really, Uh, we're we're we're, we're talking uh, we are talking about power on one hand, that that that. Working with these beings, uh, they they do want to work with us very much. Very much. We don't have to induce them and incite them. We we don't even really have to give them sacrifices and offerings because we are we are their offering. They they uh, they are are trying to help us help shape us uh, in in to our next form of evolution. Uh, I've asked. These beings who have been called demons, and and I, I often call them demons because it's a fun it's fun to use that paradigm. the 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 uh, the visual aspect, the 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 theme of 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 the demonic realm is is really intriguing and, and fascinating to the imagination. But what it is is it's an it opens a door to to contact with these these entities that have been working with humans for throughout our our, our whole existence and evolution, and and they very well may have been the beings that stimulated us to to evolve, to become what we have. They they definitely take credit for it. I don't automatically give them credit for it because every God takes credit for that. Uh, The aliens take credit for that. Uh, No matter what, what, what uh, paradigm you look into, somebody's taking credit for our evolution. So, so I don't give it away so freely, but I'll say they've given me the best, the best information so far out of any of these systems. And, uh, uh, they are, very clear that we're moving moving in the direction of uh of a step a a step in our evolution so pronounced that it it would be impossible for us to even imagine what we're about to become just like it would be impossible for the predecessor of homo sapiens to understand what it would become that it would go to the moon or or, or that it would start building rockets to go to mars a good point so yeah, our, our next step and our, and our next step is going to be definitely a merger of, of technology and, and biology as well as, uh, as spirit and flesh. And, um, and so why get on, get, get on board the, the, uh, black magic train, uh, yeah, because the train is coming anyways. And, uh, we, we, we're going to have to evolve and, uh, and, and black magic is definitely a direct route to that. Uh, it, it's funny because when I when I was coming up in the occult, it, it, black magic was only it, it was the, it was the dirty magic. It was the it was the thing that, that that only the really super super selfish people would really get involved in, um or 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 sadistic people that that it was a dirty bad system. And uh, as as I dove into it head first, I found quite the opposite that 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 actually it does. Unravel the self in in such a sometimes unpredictable way that that it can definitely seem destructive and, and uh, even cataclysmic. But uh, but that unraveling is what's necessary. the the The, the stimulus for evolution is, is is always upset. It's not it's not rest and, and contentment. And, uh, and so black magic stirs the pot within yourself as well as within everything else. Um, you know, I've, I've come at it recently, uh, and, and, and for, through, uh, uh the past several years for sure from for, at a very, uh, paced way. And that I'll, I'll do, uh, what I call path workings where I'll, I'll work my way through different systems. So I and by the way, Eric, you teach people how to do
1: this as well, Correct.
0: Yeah, that that is that's my full time uh, work. Is, for the is, listeners
1: out there, yeah, go ahead. S- yeah, tell. yeah, because I'm, I'm not uh,
0: honestly. So I, 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 you can you can hire me to do a ritual for you. I'd rather you don't. Really, honestly, I charge a lot for it specifically to to not to discourage people from doing that because I want to teach you how to do it. Because the the, the main what I was what I was able to do is I, as I just dove into all these rituals is, uh, is uncover the underlying system. So these, these rituals all have no matter what system you're looking at, no matter where where in the world you're pulling it from, the the ritual has very specific elements. And one of those is an outpouring of emotion. Uh, So whatever it is that you want, you can't just want it. You have to need it. You have to turn that need into a desperation. And if you can get to that despair, you can push you can push reality really strong. If you just have a little a little desire, that's sometimes not enough. And so if you really, really, really want something to happen in your life, you 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 can get magic to make it happen for you. Much easier than you can paying somebody else to do it for you. I don't care how much you pay me, I don't want what you want as much as you do. But I do but I do have the methods that I can show people to be able to do that themselves. To 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 the, the rituals, all of these rituals are really simple black magic is very very simple uh you know to refer back to, to the temple of set and and, and michael Aquino. The, oh yeah he they the, the, they basically he he basically has uh a, a few rituals that he that he, that he performs their templates that he can plug anything into uh that then that, that is an amazing development uh both uh, aquino and LeVay were able to 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 show the world these really simple step-by-step plug your own desires into the, into this spot and, uh, and assemble your own ritual. And, and it really is that simple, but, uh, but desire is, is absolutely the key component and the release of it. I'm
1: glad of, I'm glad you brought up Michael Aquino. Um, I was going to ask you about the temple of set and the church of Satan. And of course the, uh, Temple of Satan, I believe that's the other one. Uh, it seems like there's all sorts of various factions nowadays. And uh, speaking of Michael yet again, I'm still shocked and amazed that you listened to the interview uh, with Michael. Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean... You know, I always am, though. I, I'm always shocked when anyone listens and tells me. I, I'm always, like, h- humbly... Uh, I mean, I'm very humble and and just completely surprised that anyone listens to to be completely honest with everyone out there uh without you know uh, well, without saying i'm not surprised that you listen that's usually my uh, go-to line uh that's just more of a cape vape thing uh but realistically i i am very humble about anyone who listens
0: to the program i'm always shocked and amazed yeah you know and, and uh, first uh, i would say uh uh, that's, that's really awesome that you're, that you're shocked and amazed because that, that, that shows that you are, you're not after this for the fame and fortune that you, that you, you are, uh, you are in the trenches doing something that you absolutely love doing. Um, and, uh, and if the fame and fortune comes, it comes, if it doesn't, you're still going to do what you're going to do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's uh I think that that is an amazing, um, uh, yeah, I think mean, just human ability to, to do what we want to do. To, to, to take our own will and make it make the world change around us it's it's really uh we are remarkable creatures and uh and as a whole i think we need to give ourselves more credit because we you know the religion has has put shackles on us uh, uh that that basically tells us that who we are as our natural beings is not enough or that it is uh uh even worse than not enough that it's bad it's what's holding us back that there's a war between our bodies and our souls and we we are one being that, that that exists right here and right now yeah we are one yeah that there's that, that uh, if there's conflict i mean we always have conflict Yeah, i i remember i called uh, when i was about mm, how old was i i was probably 21 22 years old and uh uh there was the the uh, conflict in in the, the middle east was escalating as it had just continues to do over and over and over and over again. It's never changed. Uh, yeah. I, and so I, I, I perform an evocation of, of a a being called an Aeon. It's the Aeon of Raw, And it's uh, from Enochian magic, uh, the magic of John D. Uh, John D. Angels, Because I've, de- I've definitely, I've dipped my toes in, in, in all the different pools. And, the godfather. And so I, yeah. So I... Well, I, I summon this Aeon of Ron and I see him appear in my mirror. I used the scrying mirror for quite a while. Uh, it was a good, reliable tool that I could gaze into, it, it, and it's basically just a a piece of glass that I would paint one one side black and then turn it around and look through it. What it does is it gives your it gives your eyes a nothingness to look into, and then it allows your your deeper mind to start to activate and to to connect with what whatever information it needs to connect with. And, uh, and so I, I look into the mirror and I, I see this, and the say on and he, uh, uh, I th- definitely very masculine, uh, entity, um, human ish, uh, in, in, in humanoid form, um, but, uh, absolutely radiant. And I I asked him, are we, uh, are we going to go to, are we going to war and, uh, specifically referring to the, the Middle East and Iraq, and he said, you, "You'll always be at war. That's the nature of, of, of your species. You will always be at war. The key is not to be at war with yourself. And uh, and it's interesting because when, when when I bring uh, mundane matters to spirits, almost all the time they they throw it back in in a way that uh, that just doubles down on on the the deeper and deepest meanings of things." And uh, and so there, there there are interesting predictions that can happen, but there, there's also even more interesting prophecies. And I'd say the difference is that that, that a prophecy is always uh, it's always fulfilled, and it's it's fulfilled in the moment by the person who's reading it as being part of the prophecy. You know, that that the, the, there are there comes a moment, and to, to refer again to, to my work with Abaddon, that there comes a moment where. You do have to, if you if you really want to push magic and you want to push your spirituality as far as you can, you need to become, literally become and embody each character within your mythos, and so uh, so that means becoming your your own gods, your angels, your saviors, and your your devils, and uh, and becoming it in a way that you are uh, fundamentally uh, possessed by. These entities that you worship, that they come through you, they act in this world through you, they experience this reality through you, and you experience all of that with them, and they don't ever leave you, so you inherit their their mind and their power, and uh, you can become basically a host to legions. Uh, yes, but they're this, not- is, this
1: yeah. is where I wanted to bring up uh, some of the protection against uh, demons uh, that's what John D specifically was all about as well. He took that precaution, uh, no doubt. And that's what reminds me to even ask you, are there any potential dangers for someone to even get involved with any of these things? Let's say if they're new, because I'm sure there's someone out there listening to this either now or later who will definitely contemplate into, I guess, summoning or even trying to summon something of this sort. Is that even safe to do?
0: No, no, not by any means. Is it safe to do? No, it's probably one of the most dangerous things you'll ever do. Let's it's, do uh, it then. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's funny. Uh, people have uh, I, I come across uh, talked p- inter- interesting people have uh, have interesting conversations about their uh, the time that they once tried out magic, and 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 it, it almost. It, it splits almost in half where, where half of the half of people will say, ah, you know, nothing really happened. And then the other half will say, I'm never going to touch it again. It is evil. True. And, uh, and that, that split is interesting. Then then you have even within that, within the, the engaged realm, those like me that, that, that say, yes, it is evil and run towards it. Uh, and, and when I say evil, I mean, unnatural uh, that there are definitely times that, that, i'll perform a ritual or or i'll i'll have an experience that that is so beyond uh what a human being should even have put in their hands we we absolutely are not worthy of this power but we still have it and uh and so since we do uh, i like to play with it and uh and and really see how far i can push it and uh, and what it turns out is that you can push it limitlessly that that if you can imagine it, you, you literally can make it happen. You can create it in first in, in, in the magical realm and then push it into the physical realm. Um, and yeah, so, so if, if somebody wants to, to, to have an effect, let's say they want love or they want money or they love and money are two of the big ones. Revenge is a really big one too. Uh, they, they can definitely call on a being and a spirit and ask them to do that or, or, it's not even asking them; it's pointing them towards it. These these beings want to do the work. They are power. So this, this works, then Eric. In other words, oh yeah, oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. It, it works uh, terrifyingly well. Uh, I, I, I I have journals filled with uh, with cause and effect that, that I perform this ritual and then and then uh, and, and I date it uh, and and then a couple of days, maybe at the most, a couple of weeks down the road. Uh, I, I filled in an entry uh conclusion on previous working and and it, it's it it is a science that is not allowed um yet. It, it it it's getting to be much much more accepted and acceptable to the point that, that it is being pushed the 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 reality of of magic is being pushed by not calling it magic, that, that, that instead is called the law of attraction or, or manifestation right. or, or the law of abundance. There, there, there are all kinds of, we're talking about witchcraft either way. It, it's just, I, I, I like to, uh, I like to, to dive into the spirituality of it rather than lean away from it. Uh, going, in, going into church
1: is still, you're still doing witchcraft in my opinion. You're still sure. asking for something. Well, and wishing and, for and, something yeah, and praying for something it's still witchcraft to
0: me yeah well and it's it's all it's all just a uh, a matter of interacting with the 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 spiritual forces that be I when mean, when when you see a a possession occur in in Haitian uh, Vodan, e, e, that's no different than what you'll see with the Pentecostals or 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 yeah with uh, with tantrics that that it's a, it's a matter of getting into a state of ecstasy and then turning that ecstasy towards uh, a specific either outcome or, or connection. So let me ask
1: you this really quickly, Eric, I'm sorry to cut you off so rudely like that.
0: Uh, I'm
1: rude. Sometimes Uh, Eric, I'm curious, have you casted any spells, any hexes, anything of that nature to let's say an adversary and did it work? I I asked the same question to Mike hideous when he was on here a while back and he said something, uh, he did cast a spell, and it did work, but he didn't exactly tell me what he did. So I just remembered yeah. right now. Uh, I'm wondering what the hell did he? I wonder what he did. And so now I have to email him,
0: right? Yeah, and and really, is, if he's if it's already worked, then, then then there's no no harm in him telling about it. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that there is a. Oh, I, I, I hate to say they use these terms, but a law of secrecy that sound, that makes people that makes the conspiracy theorists go go <laughs> crazy when they hear phrases like that. But uh, that you, you do you, you want to, when you, when you perform a ritual, you you have to want the ritual to work for for the sake that of, of getting the thing that you want, not to show off to others that you can get that thing. Yeah, yeah. That that it does have to be you do have to have a real true desire to to, to have that and so uh the, the, there's a, a after before and after the ritual is performed you don't tell anybody about it you don't talk about it you don't you don't, you don't say oh I'll get them you'll see when the spell works uh you, any of that is taking power away from the ritual itself and so you you act like you're not doing any spells at all towards that person and absolutely they do work and and the, there's Levee uh, in his satanic bible uh when he talks about the destruction ritual he he, he makes it he 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 frames it in such a way that makes you think that it's the fear that the that the victim has that that kills them that you go up to somebody and you say i'm going to put a spell on you and <laughs> yes. and then their fear starts starts working well a really good magician is never going to tell anybody what they're doing and so right, right, right. It, ta- it takes that out of the the equation entirely and so when you um when you start aiming this you, you do know that it, it's it, it it works absolutely and uh and reliably and yes I, yeah I, I i have cast curses hexes uh you know a, a hex be, the, the word hex is, it comes from uh, from german obviously but uh i like to i like to kind of separate my my, my terms a little bit I, I i will say hex when i'm when i'm placing a curse on a place on a location right a location um I if i'm placing you. a a curse on somebody it's definitely a, a, a curse um there's uh, there's also uh 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 bindings that, that, that you can bindings, do if somebody's trying right. to yeah. to move against me I, i'll bind them and bindings can be worse than curses and so all these little, uh, you know, nit- uh, niches within the within the different spells that you can use is really fun. But uh, um, but they they do work. Absolutely. They do work. Okay, interesting. They, and yeah.
1: along those lines, have you ever sensed that someone has put something on you, perhaps, Eric? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you felt yeah. that before?
0: At this point, I mean, I remember the first time I did. I was about I was about uh, sixteen, seventeen. And this uh and I, I knew who it was from instantly I, I I was in my bedroom relaxing about to go about to go to sleep. I'm sure that's usually when magical things spontaneously happen is when people are falling asleep because you're dropping into the theta brainwave state theta waves yeah yeah and so once you, once you once you dip into the theta state, you are an open doorway and and you can see into the other worlds pretty clearly sometimes and so uh as i as I dip into that state, I could feel. Uh, first, it was just a, a, a te- like a terror, the feeling of terror uh, out of nowhere, um, and then I I located it. Uh, for me, that's always been one of the the first things that I'll do if if I'm if I'm tracking a spirit or if I'm evoking a spirit, is I I'll, I'll determine their location. Once I can do that, then it's just a matter of zeroing in and all the rest of the information. And 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 it's almost like a magnetic thing. Like I'll 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 just ask myself, you know, well, where where is the spirit at and where is this this force uh gravitating and uh and i get a specific location uh, a sense of uh, of the corner that it's at and uh i connected with and it did seem like a, a a mass uh of darkness almost like a like a like a doberman pincher made into a shadow that would come to attack and uh I, I i connected with its mind somehow and i could see wild yeah, very wild. I could see uh, uh, the 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 person who uh, had sent it to me. He was uh, uh, a a fellow that practiced Wicca and and was always uh, uh after me about. Damn! Um,
1: so this this guy just had it out for you, and he thought yeah. one day, oh, I'm gonna really put it to Eric here.
0: Well, yeah, well you know, it, it's funny because yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Wow. But, he, but that that's not so rare you know it, it's actually a weird thing to think about that that as i as i was coming into the, into all of this magic was nowhere uh specifically black magic the left hand path was nowhere near the the frenzy that it that that, that it, was, it has uh created socially and and uh uh any, everywhere everywhere you look there's there's black magic being represented in in, in you know movies and every form of media possible everywhere you you drive through a city, count how many pentagrams you see. It's, it's like everybody is using the, these these ancient symbols of power. Hey, and-
1: I'm glad you said that because there's that very popular movie that a child's movie, Aladdin, and that's been very popular now. And, and the genie in the bottle that goes back to the jinn and the whole um Islam religion, I guess you could say. Yeah, the Islamic, <laughs> yeah. The Islamic uh, the, uh, yeah, the the Islamic uh, people, they're very much into the jinn and demonic possessions. I think they're really into that. There's all sorts of stuff in the Quran about Satan and different demons and so forth.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll tell you what. So, so look at the, uh, you look at Mecca, right? See, so, so 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 you people will go to go to this this spot where there's a. A, a very interestingly angled uh cube a, a, a black cube right right and now uh, the black cube is a symbol of saturn and then they will they will put their hands on this cube and there's a spot on the cube that has the has a uh, uh, meteorite fragments the, something from the stars that fell to earth and they they, they put their hands on this and rotate counterclockwise windershins shins, to, which is the, the direction you you when uh, you walk to invoke the devil or to invoke the, uh anything uh, dark and sinister and uh and if you look and trace back the 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 history of uh of islam it, it started really or derived from the Nabataeans. the the, the Nabataeans were were a um a wandering tribe that that would wander around the middle east as as uh merchants and they sold just about everything so as they as they wandered and selling their wares they uh encountered all of these different civilizations took little pieces of this that or the other and uh and incorporated it into their own beliefs and then uh that makes a it's a fascinating history right oh yeah, no, it's, it's it, it really is amazing um <laughs> human humans are really we we really are amazing beings and uh, uh and, and we've uh, our 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 capability to uh to 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 shape our reality regardless of, of of environmental circumstances is is just remarkable um and uh i you know i'm I'm actually really 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 excited for uh what uh, evolutionary possibilities are going to be presented as we start uh giving birth to to children on on other planets uh you know we've we've evolved to the point that we have because of of uh stimulus that, that have have occurred on this planet uh we're going to encounter a completely different set of not 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 only uh physical uh stimulus but also also uh, energetic the, the, the I would I would imagine if i if i travel and i travel a lot i uh i can feel shifts in different areas you know, you step into uh a, a, you just, you cross a line that's not even drawn anywhere and you can feel a, a shiver and you're in a different uh, zone. You can feel that. I can only imagine what it would be like to step onto Mars and feel what a oh, shift yeah. that would be.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. But before we jump into that uh, topic there, I did want to say I did enjoy reading your book, Evoking Eternity. That's Thank a, you. I love that one.
0: No, me, me too, actually. You know, I uh, when, when people ask me uh, what, what to recommend for them to, to, to get started or to, uh, to, to push themselves forward. Booking eternity is really the one I've got to point to because it does. Uh, all of my books are fun. I love myself I, as a writer. I love, I, love, I remember you're a good seven- writer,
1: by the way, I do need to say that now publicly, uh, publicly, uh, here, I need to put you over. You are a good writer. When I was reading this, I didn't get bored once. Thank you.
0: Thank you. You know, uh, I I appreciate that. And, and, and I, I, I aspired to be an, uh, an author long before I ever considered anything about the occult. Uh, I, I in seventh grade, I, we, did, we had to to, uh, to write a report on our favorite author. I wrote a report on myself, and uh, <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I got a, a, a D on it. And once again, I made a, a living off of D's. Oh, and uh, and so my my uh, teacher uh, wrote on there right next to the needs to be a real author or something along those lines. And so I I went up to her after class and said, yeah, I am I am going to be a actual author, by the way, Um, that I've written about myself in this way because I see where I'm going. Well, you followed your true it, will. It, it, well, you know, I'll tell you what. It's, uh, uh, I, I followed, it followed and, and and used it as a, as a tool to manifest the, the things that I desired. You know, the, once again, the, the lesson that I learned from, From learning having to learn how to walk and how to use my body as a child has always been with me. You you don't things free really have work. Yeah, man. It seems like you
1: really do appreciate having to learn these sort of things. And now, as you're getting older, you you start you start to appreciate small things like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. Amazing.
1: And of course, Eric, I did want to ask you this uh, before we even shift gears ever so slightly here. I was curious your uh, what your opinion was on karma. I always ask different people about this. Uh, I'm under the notion that karma actually doesn't exist. When bad things happen... Some people will say, oh, it it was God's will, or it was this, it was that, he he did something awful, it's coming back to him. Uh, To be honest with you, I see these things as human error, and we as humans are problematic. Uh, We are clumsy, we are dumb, we get over-emotional at times, all sorts of issues happen. Uh, Sometimes these things just do occur, and sometimes it has nothing to do with some sort of karma at all. I'm, like i said i've always been pretty much on that notion that karma does not exist because this world would certainly not exist if karma was actual uh, was actually a thing yeah i mean <laughs> i mean
0: I, I i don't i don't mean to be political but but look at who you know look look at what who's president i mean if <laughs> karma existed uh, we would have a completely different arrangement in in society and in po- um, politics in, in in warfare um we would be living in a completely different world if karma was real wouldn't we uh it, the 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 fact that people can believe that is staggering um that 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 you if you do something bad that you get three times back uh, or, or or whatever people you know that, that that's i guess more wiccan but every but everybody who does believe in karma does believe in that like uh, a reciprocity of 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 uh of intention and energy. But what what's really being discussed when, when you look at the history of, of karma, you have to look back at the Bhagavad Gita. Ah, yes. One of the Vedic texts that, that uh, as and right, right at the opening of it, uh, Krishna is, is riding forth into battle with Arjuna and Krishna uh, uh, basically uh, shows and tells uh, Arjuna the, 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 the highest reality shows him a glimpse of, of uh, all that all that exists and, and could could be possible, Arjuna, knowing this, says, "Well, I can't possibly go out and slay my my fellow brothers in 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 battle now." And, and Krishna says, "Well, no, you you have to. This is this is your lot. This is what you're supposed to do. This is your dharma. And dharma being the thing that you must do. And uh, uh, so you, you go do it, but just don't be attached to it. It's the attachment that causes the negativity. That if you if you do." things you do and you you bind that into your being your essence that you say uh, i have killed therefore i am a killer then you you have bound yourself pretty heavily if you instead are able to see that you are just a, a being that is being a being and having an experience then you see the, the 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 plane levels out where it gets problematic with the belief in karma is that if you believe it is probably true that you can start creating that for yourself i i had a uh uh, a period I, I i've learned from a lot of different systems and a lot of different mentors and uh, some of them were definitely very right hand path uh what, what people would refer to as uh spiritual masters and they uh, ascended masters even um and in working with them very intensely they uh uh convinced me of karma and not only of karma but of instant karma that 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 if i did something that's against my true will or something that's not in alignment or, or is incongruent with my, my personal values and ethics, that it would immediately compound upon me until I corrected myself. And, uh, I, I, I definitely had that experience. I think that, uh, that most people should and and do come to that, that experience of, but, but it is a self-created one where, you do something that's against your 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 ethics and uh, and you can kind of see that but it's but it's 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 in the form of natural consequence but it's natural consequence that sometimes we don't understand that uh, that we think negatively and negative things can happen that's that i think that's more true than than a karmic law
1: yeah that makes more sense to me Uh, well put there and of course that leads me to another question in terms of synchronicity, what's your take on that? I always found it kind of unusual, and I'm not sure if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes when I think of a friend or a family member, uh, for, let's say, for for the time being, let's say, for a good five minutes, I'll think of this person, and the next day, I'll get a phone call or a text from that person, and this has happened multiple times to me, and it still yeah. continues to happen to me uh, today.
0: Yeah, the, the, so that that is a, a regular occurrence. Uh, um <laughs> you just last night, the night before last, I uh went and sat on my back porch. I've, I've got a beautiful beautiful uh, nature view into into uh, some canyons in my backyard. So I went and popped a beer open and sat on the back porch and uh I had recently been in San Francisco or or around that area with my good buddy Nate and uh, uh we hung out a lot in his backyard. And he and he, he's got this perfect uh, round table that we would sit around, and uh, an umbrella for the shade, and uh, it was a beautiful setting. So as I sat there in my backyard, I started thinking about him, going, Ah, oh, Nate, that was just, that was so fun hanging out with you, buddy. And sure enough, my phone rings, and there's Nate on the phone. Hey, just thinking about you, bud. How you doing? And uh, that is that's a that's a constant occurrence. I think with once again with consciousness of things. Yeah, as, what is that? It's crazy. As, yeah, as as we become well, what is that? Is that, that's uh, all? All points are 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 connected. Are one point. There is only one mind in all of the universe. It's just experiencing itself in different bodies, different in different ways. And so, uh, when you do connect with people uh, intimately, uh, and especially when you connect with people spiritually. You you are more open to that aspect of yourself, or that uh, that that aspect of your reality that is that person. And uh, uh you know, I I have had uh multiple times the experience of of uh, what you could call the ego death, where ah yes, you know you 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 realize that 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 really you are in a dream, and every person is you, you are them, that 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 we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. And as you as you dive into that, that's uh that opens up the possibility of things like uh, uh telepathy and 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 uh communication with people at a distance it it becomes very very real when we start understanding that it it's all not only is it all that we're one mind in some some woo woo way but we we have the dimensions the the, the three dimensions of uh of uh, height depth and width we also have the fourth dimension of time on top of that we have the fifth dimension of consciousness consciousness itself is a dimension that that uh, that all things are are embedded into you you, you sit and watch the uh the, the bees pollinate uh, uh gardens and and you watch how how plants communicate with each other how the the radiation and the frequency of the sun does a certain things not only to our planet but to to uh, us and then it bounces off of these other planets and creates a different frequency entirely that that the, there are all of these all of these different forces that are occurring around us and it is all very very conscious it's all nice on yes a bit of it.
1: you threw me for a loop by the way when you brought up the Bhagavad Gita uh, love that book by the way oh yeah great oh. read and uh- Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it, it's it's awesome, and it's one that 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 you have to at least for me when I when I read it or or a few other scriptures. You you mentioned a uh, book of Enoch earlier. Right, right. It's one one that's very similar. Where I'll read a a bit, a chapter, usually about a chapter, and then I'll have to sit with it sometimes for days, just letting myself digest.
1: Very interesting, and of course, there's a few more things I did want to ask you and going back to these groups like the Church of Satan for let's use them for an example has anyone from them from that church or any other uh, church or secret society quote unquote have any of them approached you about anything have they harassed you about anything
0: no, you know not, not not from any of their groups directly um, it's so. so I think I think that there's an understanding maybe, uh, that, that what I'm doing, and what they're doing are not the same thing. Um, that, that I'm, I'm not competition even though I'm taking all of their customers. <laughs> it's, uh, they, 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 every, every religious organization out there, whether it's an occult organization or, or, or otherwise, um, they're, they're not legitimate in my eyes. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say it. Even, even something that, you know, like the temple of set, uh, I love the creation of it. I, I love the creator, but I also have to recognize that it's it's not legitimate in, in that uh, that there, there's not a defined good or service being issued for a defined amount of money. Um, that that there there are initiations that you're paying for. There are there are group rituals that you can buy your way into, uh, and. It, that 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 every every magical or spiritual organization out there once it becomes an organization and a religion at that point it it, it loses its ability to evolve and uh, and and it basically gets locked into this uh, this uh, political game. Great answer by the way thanks yeah i know uh, well and and, you know i I, i've got friends who are members of the temple of Set that are are are, uh uh and and that is that is one of the one of those that i do respect the most even though i still don't Mm -hmm. respect what it what the structure of of a, a religious or spiritual organization represents right i do i do like their teachings and that's and that is something that i that i uh, I'll look at all of these systems, every religion and, and uh, a magical tradition out there, uh, and I dive into them. And I, I basically just rob them. I just rob them of, their, of their, their secrets, of their techniques. I take those and I just make them into my own thing. I, I use them for my own benefit, and I teach other people how to use them. I, I, I steal their tricks.
1: Yeah, I knew I'm you. Not- I knew you were going to step on a few toes. That's kind of why I asked you. But definitely, <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes you're going to have to step on a few toes, Eric.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm, you know, I, if I started worrying about what other people thought of of what I was doing, I I would not get very far. Um, And so obviously you're aware of the, of
1: the harassment that you do face online. Many people try to slander you and,
0: you know, I'll tell you with, with back to the consciousness of things, I'm aware of it. And the, the, when I become aware of it, when I, and especially in the past, uh, at one point it, it, it became uh, crippling almost. I uh, I started really, really, really caring about what people would say or think or or, or do, and 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 it. it, it the more I paid attention to it, the worse it got, uh, you know, for, for, on one hand, like the first, the first rule is you don't feed the trolls. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> I, 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 and I didn't, I, I had to learn that the hard way by feeding the trolls and, and, uh, and then seeing that, Oh, that, that just <laughs> made them a lot hungrier. And, uh, well, you got to love them sometimes too. Oh, well, I, I, you gotta embrace them. A, gotta he,
1: embrace them sometimes.
0: You have got to, because I mean, because they're they're there. No matter what you do, they're there. And uh, so so what I've started doing is I've started just uh, putting them on on tasks. Uh, so so if I start if I do a uh, let's say I'm gonna film a, a, a video every every week I do a video blog uh, about some magical topic, and if I if I think to myself. What are the trolls going to think about this? What what is their, What are they going to make fun of? What are they going to do, to to say about this? If that thought crosses my mind and I'm able to identify that thing, I usually just lean into it. Okay, so you don't like the eyeliner that I wore. You're really going to hate this eye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so you just give them, give them little little things to do, little things to occupy them. I you know I, I, among. Many of the things that I've studied, I've, I've, I've definitely studied hypnosis very, very carefully. And you can have a, a pretty profound effect in people if you can get them to, uh, to do three things. And that's uh, to stop what they're doing is number one. Number two is to uh, to engage somehow, to, to look, to stop and, and to look at what you're doing and then to react. If you can make them stop, look and react, you, you've got them. They are working for you. And uh, and so I have got the, the the trolls working for me, and that's fine. That the, the, I I have a lot of clients who come to me who say, you know, I heard a lot of crazy stuff about you. I had to check it out for myself. And then after having a conversation with me, that uh, they're usually able to come away from it almost all the time. That's how it goes. Case. Yeah, that's yeah, how it
1: goes. But it, you also have to consider it as free advertising as well. Love your trolls. They make you stronger. That's what Briggs said in the chat
0: room, and I agree. Yeah, you know it's a uh, well, and and, and I, I, it did get to a point at, at one point where I, where I did have to uh, take legal action, uh, oh. start start sending out uh, stalking injunctions, oh yeah, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's when it gets dark though that's i'll tell you what that's that it did get scary from a moment, for sure and and uh, especially for you loved ones family members that are, are are were also receiving uh harassment it, it did get scary and, and and once again that's that's when i just invoked the 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 almighty power of the attorney and, and call him up and, and put him on it yeah and, you summoned him <laughs> yeah he's, yeah, he's and he's very good at his job so uh, uh but 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 you know it's it, it, unless it unless it gets to a a threatening point, I, I I just not only do do I not care, I I I, I like it. It's it's whatever. I don't care. It, it's 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 fun. It's we're playing a game. That that's something that I think uh, people don't understand is we're all playing a game. It's a mind uh, war. Well, <laughs> to use one of our mutual friends' uh, right. terms, yeah, it's absolutely a mind war, and and uh, and it's occurring at every moment. I, I, I I will absolutely target the, the 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 mind state that I want to create in my audience by very simple cues uh the colors behind me or, or the shirt that I'm wearing that conflicts with uh with maybe the message that I'm saying that that has a a deeper embedded level you have to you have to be aware of all of these what came with Aquino's work his uh uh his his work that specifically talks about war and how war physical war is so silly and he's he's pointed that out on several occasions that there's no reason to go kill each other we can just we can do this whole war thing on on a um mental level and and start feeding each other our ideas and then the best ideas will will be the ones that come out ahead and there's a I world of that's, wisdom that that aquino oh man i'll tell you what and, and I, do, I do see that occurring as well where uh at this point the the uh, corporations are are they have more weight than the government does oh, the corporations
1: and- have become much larger than any government entity we've seen that time and time again they they have so much power and places like YouTube for instance that won't exist especially for someone like myself or you they'll eventually get rid of us
0: from there. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. I you know I'll tell you what I've I've been going through uh, a a little bit of a, a not even a hassle. It's just a it's a couple clicks of a button, but uh, Facebook is needing to now verify that that, that uh, I am I am who I say I am and that my message is not dangerous to society uh, and. Uh, Ma mainly thanks to uh the election debacle and and uh, right. uh social media's uh play with that so uh but at the same time once again it's um it's all it's all a silly game like i i myself i don't i don't spend a lot of time on on the internet I, I spend time researching on the internet for sure but as far as uh hanging out on the internet that's i got i got things yeah. to do
1: yeah you don't really, why would you want to hang out there it's a place of heathens but it's always fun to talk to my fellow
0: heretics like yourself yeah oh I'll, I'll tell you what it is a, a uh, the internet has allowed spectacular communication um it, it, it and and it does allow for that battle of ideas to to take on shape where uh it, it the internet presents a certain democracy of, of of ideas that you can put your ideas up and the world can see them, and uh, and we'll will probably be able to see them forever. And so, if your ideas are good enough, they are going to rise to the surface, I think, and, and be seen. Uh, if your ideas are not good, <laughs> you're going to find out. That's if you true. On the internet. That's uh, that's that, that's show business. It, it, it's it, yeah, it, it is, and it's it, it's it's show business that has, is. Uh, you, it, it's even to say it's show business. Man, look at look at well, how that's changed. It all
1: goes back to P. T. Barnum, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where it really begins. And, and, well, PT Barnum was uh, was a, an amazing, an amazing psychologist. Uh, his oh, ability yeah. to look at uh, the, the distraction for the even just for the sake of distraction. Uh, it, it's uh, the 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 mind is wanting amazing things. That's a powerful you, tool indeed. And, and you yeah. look at. Uh, you look at the symbolism now here's what I don't know about pt. Barnum, and I wish I did is uh, is uh, is he an occultist because if he's not, he's stumbled onto some very interesting secrets. If he is an occultist, then he is a genius occultist because he he uses uh, uh it's, it's even the term three ring circus that's a that's a reference again to Saturn Now you have Saturn being invoked uh, all over the world by the most powerful people um you look, look at some of the the interesting rituals that go on uh there, there was the the gate opening uh ritual or, or the bridge opening ritual for uh cern that was really interesting in you know, video to see uh this ritual being played out where the, the, there there are, are demons being birthed and battles uh uh between uh, uh the demons and angels and this is being uh applauded by uh uh the clintons and 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 the people in the highest uh, uh positions are attending this uh but the world looks at it and goes oh you know yeah, whatever it's just some it's a silly play well no it's not a silly play it's a it's a ritual it's a the, the, there are very specific rituals that are being uh engaged in without people even knowing it uh all uh some people knowing it uh, most people, I think, even those who are standing and applauding and are, are are funding it, most of them don't even know what they're engaged in. Absolutely.
1: And of course, since we are sort of talking about the political realm here, uh, not so long ago, maybe about a month or so ago, they were making a big ruckus yet again about the Baphomet statue uh, out there. And I, I freaking forgetting where it's at. Is it in Arkansas? Is that where it's at?
0: I think I think I think they have uh, they have one up in Arkansas. That's uh, that's uh, the temple of uh, Satan. I think is the, the those folks.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about Lucian Greaves. I think that's his name. What's your perspective on that guy? I know he has the whole eye thing going on. That's actually a pretty good gimmick there. I'm not sure if that's real or not, but I
0: dig the look. <laughs> yeah, well, so then and, and I think I think uh, that actually what you just said summarizes that particular organization is is the look it's, oh, it's, that's it's, what they're doing it's all for show and 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 it's it's so they're it's larpers pretty, well they're um and they're 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 doing the same thing that so many other uh, uh satanic and occult organizations have done is is they they are using and this these these ancient powerful symbols and uh and invoking these these powerful entities and and forces um, half-heartedly for, uh, for intentions other than harnessing the power itself. that they're, they're, they're usually trying to have power, uh, manipulative power over others, uh, causing others to worship them or to to, uh, to uh, in, in inflate their own sense of, of self-worship or being worshipped by others. Oh, there, there's, a whole, there's a whole crazy ego head game that goes on within all of these occult organizations. You're not um, impressed with him, in other words. So with, uh, I I have I would, to to be fair I've never met him so I can't I, I can't really make too too much of a judgment call. But oh, well have, look no. who's
1: afraid of Lucian Greaves.
0: Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, no. So well, I'll tell you what he uh, he, he has power of attorney for sure. He, oh, that's uh, he, that. You should he, be afraid of that. He, that's <laughs> uh, that's a very real power for sure. He's uh, he he knows the the, the, the whole. Uh, what, what I'm interested in, and, and I, I've never actually reached out to try to have this conversation because because I <laughs> maybe I'm just too busy or something. But I would really like to know from him what the end goal is. Like, what mm-hmm. is he actually trying to achieve? I um, see. It, he's it, been it, all it, over the it, media, so it would
1: be you know I'm I'm glad we're talking about this since yeah. he's been all all over the place. The the poster child uh, for for uh, Satanism now.
0: Yeah. Well, it, and 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 there's not much uh, once again it's there's a whole lot of show there's a but but a lot of it is 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 show and i i've 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 spoken with uh with people who have attended rituals private rituals uh with lucian and with uh with that group and uh i basically reported that it's a lot of show uh that 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 it's something to 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 watch and observe and go oh wow that's kind of eyes wide shut style that's uh that, that's uh shocking and 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 fun that you're invoking satan but nobody is actually feeling satan in the room mm. uh, when you uh when, when you get uh in, into true contact with the with the prince of darkness it's uh it's an unmistakable presence uh there, there's no question about it that, that that you you are are in the presence of something that could easily squash you but chooses not to because you're in league with it, and and, and that's uh, that's not something that I feel like that group uh, or or their practice. I don't I don't even know that they have practices. I don't even know that they have rituals that are unique to them that they have used to to to, to call upon these forces. It looks like they have uh, demonstrations of of uh, of plays that they're doing. They're doing skits. They're running skits, and that's fine. Skits are fun. It, <laughs> yes. it activates the imagination. But it's an entirely different thing when you put power into it. Yeah, I've I've known, um, I knew a fellow who was a, a, a an Orthodox Catholic priest, to the, and he was also an occultist. And uh, he would he would take the things that he learned in in the occult and apply them in his uh, masses. And he would see uh, basically the effects he could have by putting different intentions into the the sacrament, for instance, when he gives it out, and uh, and to see the effects that that would have in the people's private lives uh, as as he's observing them. So so his uh, parishioners were basically his his lab rats. And uh, the 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 shift that you could that, that was palpable when he would call upon these powers and even 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 in the name of, of jesus and and calling upon the holy spirit that he was able to shift the energy around him uh, to to a point that the parishioners and 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 his his upline uh made comments about it and and kind of eventually pushed him out of the priesthood because uh because they could they could tell that he was actually engaging it spiritually and that's like kind of a no-no within these uh systems you know it's a uh uh, even look at uh, um, uh, the temple of set that, that it basically emerged as a desire to become uh, more authentic to the spirituality than the church of Satan. Absolutely. And it yeah. has, it has since spawned other, other groups that have done so as well, that, uh, that there, there is, there is a knowledge uh, or a knowing, I should say, among some people that there's something else that we can reach out and touch that another world that we can connect to. And, uh and, these none of these churches offer you know in, in the 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 church of my of my upbringing the, the LDS of faith Joseph Smith their founder uh found himself in this uh, conundrum of of knowing that, that that there was a a god or a a presence out there that he needed to contact but every church he went to was was uh just didn't have it they just didn't have it and he finally came to the, the the recognition that he would have to create his own and uh I th- that that's that's the backstory I understand that a good deal of that backstory is also a lie uh that he was also a con man and he, he was after something completely different but nonetheless uh that that story does inspire that each of us should should take that and and and, and none of these none of these faiths have enough. That that, at the end of the day, it has to be our own personal contact with these forces, and then religion is unnecessary; government is unnecessary uh, once we have fully in, recognized and inherited our own power we we are a law unto ourselves and uh, and it really makes useless all all of these other organizations and so the, I would say then that all of these organizations exist for those who have not had the experience yet. Because as soon as they do, they're out. Yes.
1: Many fair points there, and we kind of are running out of time very uh, soon here. So I did want to finish up with asking you a little bit about extraterrestrials and, of course, Solomon. Uh, Many wonder what is the significance of of, uh, Solomon and what he has to do with any of this. That that of course is for the the newer listeners out there, and of course, it, am I pronouncing this correctly? Is it Goisha? Oh
0: yeah, so I I don't know to, to answer that question. It's uh I say Goeisha, Goeisha, um, okay, Goeisha. Uh, yeah. But but I, I've also have a, a Southern Utah drawl, so uh, it's yeah. uh, it's hard to say what's what's pronounced how. But uh, and actually, I get uh, I'll get, I'll get uh, people that are very very uh uh in insistent that it matters that these spirits care what you call them or or that the the actual uh, uh sound there are some there are some very very few sounds that of themselves have power uh those those being basically bija mantras and a few specific incantations but for the most part uh it doesn't it doesn't matter, doesn't matter. people yeah. get into these- these ridiculous uh uh um, rightisms about it that are, i see. That are funny but but anyways the Goetia, i say i, I say goesha. it's good enough for me yeah, and that uh, works uh it, a, a good deal of the modern grimoires that we have uh, the Goetia, the the uh, grand grimoire these these kind of point back to solomon right and uh, he by by one of the legends that he he was able to summon forth and constrain and trap seventy-two demons in in a vessel, and uh, and then uh, since he had them trapped, they they were able to do his will. And uh, you know one of the legends is is that that the Temple of Solomon was built by these demons, not by human hands, and uh, and that that's what actually lends towards uh, Solomon being the most wise. Uh, wise being uh, even the even the term wise one or wise man being magi a magus a a magician uh and so so Solomon is kind of the proto magician right Uh, and and that's that's the mythology of it uh it's a fun mythology for sure i i don't know that i don't invest myself too much in it because it is it I mean, I, I invest myself in the Goethe, definitely. Yeah, there's there is, the
1: well, reason why I ask is there is one guy that I do recall from way back many years ago by the name of uh, Poke Runyon. That's a-, a name I have not heard in such a long time, but I do recall one of his books. And I was just wondering if you had, you know, read any of his material in the past or ever came across any of it. He's old oh, school. Yeah,
0: yeah no, no Poke Runyon, there. um I I I have definitely come across his work and 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 uh he's been you know one I I wouldn't say a a, a big influence he's he he I don't know that I I actually have learned anything new from from Paul but he points to some interesting things he 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 has definitely pointed the way and said uh, look over here at this look over here at that yeah he's um he also yeah. developed a, a, a cult uh following um right uh, it's uh, it's really interesting to see and uh it's funny because I, I had heard through through gossip and rumors that he he at one point was asked about me, oh. uh, and and uh, he didn't he didn't have pleasant things to say. I guess you have to bring uh, him in here. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, and and again, these are these are gossips and rumors, but uh, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll clear the air. Well when, as far as I see, like he and I are talking about the exact same thing we we're, yeah. we're basically we basically have the same message the same techniques we're, so yeah because we're on the same but, side here yeah yeah exactly and i i I'll tell you what, I do feel that more and more with uh with just about everybody, even even you know as I just barely slammed every religion and, and magical <laughs> tradition out there just a couple of minutes ago, I still have to look at the underlying teachings uh and the the underlying messages that we're all speaking are 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 actually pretty aligned uh you know, uh, magical wars are, are, are interesting to, to, they're, they're interesting and disturbing. When, when, when I first started realizing that I wasn't the only one practicing this, this stuff in the world. And I started seeing meeting people locally or coming across people locally. I I could feel, and I still can feel the higher vibration or the, the, uh, the, the extended aura of a magical person. And, uh, I, I had to learn, I guess I learned pretty quickly that, that that's uh, also kind of a danger sign. That that's mm. that's a warning sign because uh, there is a territorialism and a, uh, 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 a predatory uh, nature with with within black magicians for sure. Interesting. Uh, when we you know, we opened this conversation actually by by talking about that and and, and embracing that predatory urge, and uh, and that does that does incite sometimes uh, uh disagreements and discord where it's not necessary um and so you know with with Pope or with anybody else that 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 uh that's out there my 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 invitation is always let's collaborate yeah, and talk and we, it out well and, and and we can we can we can have a communication about it for sure uh or 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 not uh, I, I, uh either way but um we, we're we're regardless of of what we consciously think we think about the, the about what's going on there's that a uh, there, synchronicity again by the way yeah oh yeah And there there are there's something else that seems to be pulling the strings that uh, you know i am the, the ship of reality is not just my ship we're all on the ship together we we all have our hands on a sail and we're we're, we're pushing its direction uh those of us that engage magic are are pushing with uh, more force than than just about any anybody else out there in, in my opinion this yes. is this is the uh, the wind
1: at the sails yeah, so we got about 10 more minutes left here before we do have to hit a break here and go on with the next guest and and uh, part ways with you here eric and it's been a lovely time it's been a great conversation i've learned a lot and as we wrap it up here tonight, I did want to ask you just two more things here. Your thoughts on extraterrestrials—I know you had your own sort of experience with all of that. Uh, definitely tell us a little bit about that here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had—I uh, had an experience of—I of, uh, of, don't know what. It, maybe it's—I uh, would call it placebo aliens. Um, hmm. That, that uh, as I started to wor- to wonder and then worry about uh, about their reality and their possible intervention in my reality that, uh, uh, I, I started noticing uh, a spot on my neck that I, I can still locate and, 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 and feel where it should be. There, there, there was a, uh, what felt like a, a metal chip under my skin. And, uh, I, I started I was maybe 13, 14 years old and I started noticing it. And the more I noticed it, the more, the more intense and physical, uh, it, it got the more obvious it got. Uh, and I, I, I guess I hit a point of having to either go to my parents and say, you know, hey, let's take me to the hospital cause I'm, uh, I've got a, a chip in me and, and, and go down that road <laughs> yeah. or, or not do that. And I, I uh, that I, I, I guess I just made the decision that that's not the road I want to go down and, and, and the, whatever that was went away. And, and, uh, I, at, at that time, as I was noticing the chip, uh or what i was calling the chip i i I started to think that maybe i was having these flashes of what could have been a memory from from the night before and it's it the more i thought it was real the more real it became um so that you know that was my alien experience i think that that probably contrasts quite a bit against other people who have had true abduction encounters uh that, that that, that i experienced something that was of my own creation from my own mind i am almost certain of that uh what what some other people experience is something different entirely kind of like earlier when i said that uh that what you witness in in lsd state is 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 real but it's not what you witness in an evocation of a spirit uh they're completely different worlds in the same way what's happening with the aliens is a completely different experience than what's happening magically uh but but it is equally interesting and uh places like uh um the that ranch uh, uh oh, Skinwalker is- Yeah yeah Skinwalker That's- Ranch Yeah where 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 all of these things are happening uh, kind of stacked on top yeah. of each other uh that that kind of leads to to me to wonder if, if what we're talking about is less about other worlds and and uh, heavens and hells, and more just uh, other dimensions or planes of existence that are overlapping. yeah Interesting. Great point. And of course, I
1: did want to finish up here and ask you if you like horror movies. I've always liked them myself. Even some bad ones can be quite amusing and enjoyable under the right circumstances. And after watching a lot of your videos, Eric, I thought, uh, honestly, too, I'm not making this up here. I'm not joking around when I say this. I thought if Eric directed a horror film, or came up with a script or anything, it, it would be incredible. It would definitely uh, sell, and I got that vision in my head right away. As soon as I was watching a couple of your videos, I kept thinking, "Why hasn't anyone approached Eric yet on this?"
0: God, ah, oh, I don't know. They're welcome to. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, uh well, no, I, you know, I have been, I have been approached to do uh, um, like a, a reality TV show. Oh, okay. And- that is the furthest from what i want to do with my life uh that <laughs> right that, that's uh that uh, honestly honestly that that is probably the most disgusting form of entertainment to me uh is uh reality reality tv, TV um, yeah um and so uh but uh, and and i had a conversation with that with the producer of a show that 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 uh I, I basically said so look I mean, i've got i've got the rituals that I do and the the the, the cool magical experiences I have that's uh that's maybe ten percent of my job the other percent is is sitting behind a computer and and you know coding and and editing and uh, uh marketing that there's uh there, there's that would be that would make for a really boring t v show so I basically talked them out of being interested in it by giving them the reality of my life <laughs> um but uh, uh but I do love horror films i love i love cinematography uh, as a whole but horror allows the imagination to, to to go to certain places and to do certain things that it otherwise can't and, and i especially like he says even the bad ones i especially like the bad ones. i movies. love I the like bad the, ones too yeah yeah the, where, where you, you, you just get it, the, the cheese factor yeah so, there you go and, and you know so as soon as you notice it it's like hypnosis just because you know you're being hypnotized, you know people say that they they uh, they can they can then fight it. Well, that's part of it is that you 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 go, this is so cheesy, and then you fall into it even more. Um, and that's that that is something that people will say about some of my works is that, that it's over the top and cheesy. And exactly, you watched it, didn't you? I liked it. It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff.
1: I'm telling yeah. you, I think you would definitely have a whole nother career if someone would give you the chance to do that. Someone definitely needs to step up and ask you, uh, you know, like as a consultant or something, because I definitely feel like you have some great ideas.
0: Yes, consulting could be fun. Yeah, I I, 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 I would honestly, I would hesitate um, changing professions too much because I do love what I do so much. Right. Uh, right. And and I've, I have been. Thanks to thanks to some rituals and pacts that I have made, I am I, I don't really have much want for things in yeah, this world. Yeah, you're cool with what what's going on now. I I, I really am. Okay. But but if experiences come to have, I I'll, I'll never turn down a new experience. Really. So yes. uh, yeah, it, I I'm I'm always happy to try things. But I am so in love with what I'm doing, and and whatever I do with my life, it does have to involve. Teaching people these important secrets uh, that that's that is got has got to be center to, to whatever I make my life about at all times. And now I have the anthology of uh, sorcery
1: revelations up on the screen. That photograph image I got from your website. You have these other other notable, I guess, speakers. And yeah, they're they're like speakers, correct?
0: Yeah. So, so speakers, authors, uh, authors, right? Uh, art, artists. Uh, once again, we're moving into uh, an age of of collaboration and cooperation, and that's. Being pushed by Become a Living God very very seriously. Anybody who doesn't like what I'm doing, the invitation is open to come and do better. And uh, and a lot of people have taken me up on that offer. And a lot of people are I think are are showing me up really through my own organization. I've got Michael W. Ford that's come on, and he has written uh, uh, Apotheosis, and this book just blows me away. It's a beginner's guide to Luciferianism, and I I read it. And this I've been reading Michael W. Ford ever since he started writing books, and he just gets better and better and better. And now he's published with me it's it's cool. uh it really is an amazing experience to be able to work hand in hand with my heroes yeah man it's come full
1: circle and again i do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program i had such a great time having this conversation with you and i know other other people out there my listeners and perhaps even your listeners who will stumble upon this they definitely will enjoy it finding out who ea co really is the the many
0: layers Oh, I feel like you were able to 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 peel back a few layers that that are probably going to be new and interesting for a lot of people. It's it's been a pleasure, Michael. Amazing. And go
1: ahead and plug anything you want. I want to give you the final word. If there's anything you want to say to anyone out there, you know, any words of wisdom, any words of advice,
0: the floor is yours, Eric. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. What what I'm really doing my 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 real work here is is I, I'm putting up a big flag, uh, a flag that has an inverted pentagram on it, and and it's a symbol of of the call to to darkness, to to uh, the left hand path, to to everything that's mysterious, that's unknown and that's dangerous, and uh, exciting, and that's uh, an invitation for, for everybody to, who feels that to step forward. Not everybody. This isn't for everybody. This is not for everybody. If it's not for you, you're going to know it very, very fast. Uh, either right. you won't be interested. This might look like foolishness to you. That's fine. It's not for you. For the for the others, those who do feel it and who know that there's something here, you, you've got to dive into it. I mean, you can go to becomealivinggod.com. You can go there and check, check my stuff out. But more importantly than that, whether you check my stuff out or not, follow that that call uh dive into this and see where it goes because it is a rabbit's hole and you are going to learn and discover so many things mm. call
1: of cthulhu and yes eric again tremendous job i had so so much fun we'll definitely do this again in the near future and of course when you'll be on that's when we'll bring in uh, michael aquino
0: uh i would love it i would love it
1: yeah well i'm gonna make it happen my friend awesome thank you all right buddy take care and mahalo <laughs> you do bye
0: right, bye
1: and there he goes ladies and gentlemen that was the one and only Eric Coetting. and of course it is that time to go on a break and when we return we do have a second guest here we will be talking about the outer body journey that we all take every night some can't control it some can't some people don't even dream isn't that amazing it really is don't go anywhere we'll be right back And welcome back to the program. Good to see you out there. And of course, yeah, part two is in order. My goodness, my throat there. Had to hit the cough button there. I apologize. And of course, we will be joined by a very special guest for part two of the program here Paul Mamakos. Let's bring him in. And Paul, can you hear me okay?
2: Yeah, hi, Michael.
1: Fantastic. I'm glad you're here.
2: Thanks. I'm glad to be here also. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm also blown away about how you were even able to find the program.
2: Well, yeah, I saw you on the Discord to the Out-of-Body Journal, and uh, I looked at your profile, and uh, that's how I found you know found your program.
1: Oh, yes. And were you listening to the first part of that uh, interview here?
2: Yeah, it started from the beginning. Yeah, it was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you listened to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always, like I said, I'm always surprised. Anytime someone listens, so uh, thank you for listening to that. And I also saw that you sent me a message, and I, I believe it was a question for Eric. And I dropped the yeah. ball. I'm sorry about that. I didn't. I didn't see that.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, he talked a little bit later, but he didn't talk about his personal experience with. Uh, um. If you want to talk about that, we can go into that. Sure.
1: Yeah. Tell me. What What do you want me to ask him exactly? And what did you mean? Well,
2: yeah. So he mentioned um, the one mind of the universe. Um, uh, and then he also mentioned, um, I have some notes about his talk there. Oh, wow. He, yeah. Um, yeah. So, th- and then he, he went into, um, some spirituality kind of stuff with the, um, he went into the f- so a few things, but he didn't talk about his personal experience with, um, with that oneness experience. He, he talked about it maybe twice. Um, he, he mentioned, uh, See Yeah, a bunch of stuff. We're yes. all we are singular we are singularities in consciousness and in power. That's another quote by Mike uh, Eric.
1: Oh understood. And by the way, I'm sorry I, I didn't do this, but I, I missed your intro here. I did want to say we are speaking to Mr. Prince Paul Mamakos, and you've spent over twenty years doing this. And of course you had your first sleep paralysis experience back in ninety-six and i right. also saw you mentioned art bell
2: yeah art art was great with the coast to coast am he'd have a like after midnight he'd had a show that i listened to for a long time
1: yeah that's interesting i didn't know you were a fan of radio at all
2: yeah i've listened to several um a few people over the many times for many years um first one was art bell um uh, and uh a lot to say about Art. He, he's the first person that I heard about um, after my first sleep paralysis that um, opened me up to this whole world of uh, what Eric was talking about and what I went into you know, experiencing.
1: So obviously, you know about Dr. Albert Taylor then.
2: Yeah, I read his one of his books, Soul Traveler.
1: Yeah. Exactly. A yeah, great book.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You should have told me about that. I would have brought him on here with you.
2: Oh, let's do it next time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. the, the thing That'd is, any, yeah, anytime there's someone I know that a guest likes personally, and if I've ever interviewed that person, what I like to do is bring both of them together.
2: Yeah, there's another guy, Dr. Eben Alexander, who would be a great person to talk with also. Oh, yeah. He's had, he's had some similar experiences. So
1: Amazing stuff. And, of course, you are the author of your own book, The Golden One.
2: Yeah, the golden one, an out of body book. Um, there are a couple golden one books, but yeah, that's what I felt was the right name for it.
1: Interesting. And why did you choose that?
2: Um, well, a lot of uh, hate, a lot of icons, like religious things, have like a aura around the head, and it's sometimes a gold color. And also in the physical world, gold is um, something of value. So um, you know, the the whole universe, in a sense, is permeated by this one being or the one. Uh, there's, I can go more into that, but it's permeated by this thing, and, and gold is a similar kind of flavor to that. So it seemed like a, you know, the right name.
1: Understood. And I have that photograph up of your book in the chat room for people can get familiar with it, and of course you can find it on your website, outofbodyjournal.com. Correct, or am I wrong? No, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Very nice, very nice, and. How long have you, well, I shouldn't say how long have you done that, but I'm I'm very interested to know exactly why, why did you even get interested in this?
2: Right. Okay. So uh, when I was a young kid um, going to um, elementary school, I was interested in science a little bit and in high school, I got more into the uh, NASA and all that kind of stuff with the, and I, I found like a, on a vacation one time uh, up North Um, I found like a rock that I thought was maybe a meteorite and I I kept it in my room and it, you know, just a a touchstone for uh, an interest. And uh, so when I got into uh, college in my after my in my sophomore year of college, uh, I'm 42 years old now. But in my sophomore year of college, I had this uh, sleep paralysis experience Um, and I'd been the previous semester. I'd been running a lot. So I had a lot of energy and and then i stopped. i stopped running in the semester where I had to sleep paralysis and I was eating a lot of pizza so I think that combined with my my mental sharpness from being from studying all the time it had a it created the environment for me to um to for my mind was awake and I was able to relax and I had a lot of energy so those things combined i think contributed to that you know?
1: so pizza helped
2: yeah pizza <laughs> it, it knocked out the body you know it wasn't good. You know, health-wise, but it was good to um, to to not permanently injure the body, but to momentarily do it. You know.
1: Understood. And I was asked in the chat room by Vic something: Is Prince his first name or a title?
2: (laughs) I changed my name in 2017 when I wrote the book. Um, uh, It's so Prince Paul is my first name.
1: Right. And you legally changed it, right? Or that's yeah. Your... Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: I changed it at the courthouse, and then I went to the Social Security once I got the paperwork back from the courthouse. I went to the Social Security office and I showed them my stuff, and they changed it for me.
1: <laughs> Interesting. It was great. And I couldn't. I couldn't put Prince Paul all together, by the way, in in the graphic there.
2: Now, it's great the long. way you did it. You know, <laughs> not on enough space, right?
1: Yeah, it looks cool. I like it. And you look like a younger man. You don't look that old.
2: Well, that's, I think that's a yoga, and then the, um, I studied a lot, a lot of uh, detoxification and natural healing, so I think that's what it was. That's I, why.
1: Vic, something in the chat room is asking, why Prince?
2: Okay, well, yeah, so on Earth, we have the system of you know royalty, and people talk about bloodlines and things like that, but um, on the larger universal sense, uh, the, the masculine would be the non-physical or the, uh, the one or the unmanifest and mm-hmm. the feminine, we say mother earth. So in between the mother and the father, you have to have something. So that's like the prince and the princess. So my, my thought was when someone realizes the oneness or the connectivity or, or the, um, the, uh, like, everybody is your brother or sister or some kind of something like that, that the, the source is in everybody. Then, then once you get that understanding, which I had labeled the third stage of out-of-body experiences, then you're somewhat of a prince or a princess.
1: I see. Interesting, and Mm -hmm. of course, Paul, I do want to ask you: When you were younger, were your parents religious at all?
2: No, uh, we went to uh, we were Greek Orthodox, and I went to a Catholic high school. But um, and I have brothers and a brother and sister. But um, uh, we we celebrated the family um, and the community of going to church on Saturday and Sunday. But uh we didn't go every Saturday Sunday but they weren't in the religious sense of um like uh, at that time they didn't openly pray. I know my my father was fearful when he died and my um my mom is uh she's more open these days since I've talked over the years and I think she may have had an out of body experience uh one time when she had an accident. But
1: um yeah, there's a lot of religious folks out there who are very much against uh, meditation, uh astral projection, <laughs> Of course, anything of that nature—they're very much resistant. On,
2: yeah. Well, prayer is a form of meditation. um It is a meditation, you know. Um, I agree um, with it's you like, on that one. You know, saying the rosary or chanting—you
1: know—it's—it's it's no different than what we were just talking about with my previous guest.
2: Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Just a matter of um perspective, I would say.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you want to do,
1: you know? Intent, no doubt. And so, did you ever? I guess you could say turn your back away from religion
2: in my, uh, in high school, I was known as the, uh, I think the atheist or the agnostic. I see. Um, yeah. So okay. <laughs> quite a turn yeah. of events there.
1: <laughs> I thought so. I was wondering where it was. Yeah. Very and, interesting.
2: Um, I was focused on, I was focused on the question, you know, whether w- there was life after death or
1: how old, by the way, sorry to cut you, cut you off.
2: Since when, since, uh, when you uh, were since com- I was,
1: yeah. When you oh, were yeah. contemplating these questions,
2: I think um, they got more. I got more interested in finding an answer or looking into it when I got into high school because I was mm. forced to take uh, religious classes, you know, oh, every okay. every every semester, you know, or whatever that's called, trimester. Yeah.
1: It would it would have been a sixth grade for me when I started. Oh, you too. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about life after death. I was thinking about different religions out there, whether who was right, who was wrong. I was very open minded to all that at a very early age,
2: awesome, awesome, and where did that go? I heard you say you're you're an atheist now still or
1: well, I'm an agnostic atheist, which means okay. you know i I do keep Jesus in reserve, yeah, you mm-hmm. never know. well, I keep all the gods in reserve you you never know which one's right, great, yeah, well, maybe they're all where right. They- I was just going to say maybe they're all right, maybe they all have pieces of the puzzle somehow,
2: yeah, I believe that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a pretty good way of seeing it. Some people, though, get very angry if you don't follow their same religion or political ideology, and especially today in society. So many people fighting amongst each other over the most mundane things in the world, and especially with the more recent elections that we had, lots of conflict there. Even with people that uh, we're very close to in our families, it's, it's caused a bit of a a split between some of them. I'm not sure if you've experienced that, Paul, but I'm sure you know someone who has.
2: Yeah, I've seen family dynamics even amongst um, cousins or um, aunts. And, you know, when people die, it becomes more prevalent with uh, when there's a will involved and, you know, finances.
1: Oh, yes. So let's talk about your book here a little bit and the (laughs) subject of astral flight, in other words. And, yeah, in your book, do you teach people how to do this or is this more of a personal journal paul uh
2: the book the uh out of body uh the golden one and out of body book is um it's a it's like a teaching manual for Ah, anyone anyone from the basic to the more advanced and to the to the ultimate you know um it'll take someone uh in a three stages there are three stages that nobody talks about but uh, everybody goes through and if they continue with the out-of-body experience they'll end up at the third stage
1: interesting and I wanted you to perhaps I guess you could say teach our listeners or at least try to help some of them achieve uh astral projection. Can you do that for us here
2: sure that's uh that's that's what I'm all about
1: <laughs> amazing um,
2: yeah, you were talking about the the many different perspectives and the um like some each religion or each belief system or practice has some some kind of nugget or gem in it and one of the uh words for that is ecumenical which um like uh all religions kind of thing and all beliefs even the agnostic and the atheist stuff so yeah,
1: yeah you could learn something from everyone really
2: right right uh, in the in the higher um in the higher levels of each one of those um, belief systems is either uh increase in the in the mental ability or increasing uh, refinement in the astral or the emotional or the mental or the service um, and and they all lead somewhere yeah, so yeah
1: definitely so let, let's go over some of these things what would be the easiest way to achieve astral projection
2: okay so on the internet um, there's uh, things called binaural beats and it's like if you are sitting between two drummers and they played a slightly different type of drum with a different pitch or sound. If you were sitting between those two drummers, you would get a different, like a, a difference in the hertz or the frequency of the two sounds. And it would, if you had that isolated to each ear, you'd get a third frequency inside your brain. So I would say flood your brain with binaural beats, but you don't want to go from alpha to beta to theta to delta. You don't want to mix them up. Find a like if you want to have an out of body experience. Focus on either the alpha or the theta um, because those are the alpha will make you relaxed, help you get relaxed, and theta will help you go into the dream state Or and uh, delta would be deeper sleep. But you want to pick one of those and work with it and try and relax. You would lay down on your bed, uh, turn off your phone, and, and then just stay awake while listening to that music and see how long you can stay awake without falling asleep because those things will help you relax and a lot of times uh when we relax we go to sleep so you want to work on that for about an hour almost every day you know so.
1: amazing and asuka in the chat room they want to astral project his or her spirit to japan is that possible
2: oh yeah for sure yeah
1: i hope we answered their question there <laughs> i'm not sure if they're trolling or not or if they really want to do that but it's possible right
2: Yeah, the first stage of out of body experiences is uh, where you get out of your body, and a lot of people they want to go and do a lot of things. But once they get out of their body, it's so it's so exciting and amazing. It's so so much of a surprise that it happened and it's real that you get you end up back in your body because that your excitement is normally associated with moving your body. So one of the tricks, one of the things about you know astral projecting is you have to learn to do it without going back into your body.
1: Yes, indeed. And is astral projecting dangerous? No, I don't think so.
2: No, I've um, I've I've had hundreds of experiences in it, over 20 years and um, you'll always end up back in your body. Yeah.
1: yeah, some people fear that for whatever reason. I don't know why, but everyone naturally can do this. Some people do it by accident. Sometimes people can be under the influence of drugs and it happens to them.
2: Yeah. Um, um, if you're drinking, sometimes you, you can, uh, can create a happen. pathway for other beings to enter your body. And, um, and if you take drugs, you know, you're going to have a, when you do different substances, you have a paired journey. Your journey isn't your just your own. You've introduced another, another, you know, entity or, um, some kind of other thing has been allowed to come into your body. So you're going to be in that experience for as long as it, happens for a little you know if you do mushrooms you're going to be in it for many hours and you can't just stop the experience when you're done it's going to take you there and um so that's what that's about
1: yes he's now he's asking if or she i'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl we haven't established that yet in the chat room but they're asking if i get my astral body stuck in a japanese panty vending machine will <laughs> i die um that's true you, you might you might die that's a great question though <laughs> It's a great question. Uh the Japanese, they have a very interesting culture, don't they? They do. You could definitely find <laughs> anything in a vending machine there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Japanese are very intelligent people. They are. You know? yeah. yeah.
1: Very smart people. And again, going back to Discord, it makes me wonder if you yourself are a gamer of sorts.
2: Um, I used to play uh, arcade games when I was a young kid and some... Dungeons and Dragons and Civilization, but uh, not in no, not in the last maybe twenty years or. I went or on
1: not. your I went on your website and there was like this um, video game uh, image there. I saw.
2: Oh yeah, well I found um you know Paint uh, Paint Shop Pro. Oh good. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a program on a PC and um I was trying to make a logo or figure out something that would be that I liked and I, I they have a like a 3D. Um, studio where you can pick characters and you can move them out, or, you know, move them around easily. So,
1: I thought you I were like it. a gamer of sorts. I was like, Oh, wow, <laughs> I had no idea.
2: That was like the beginning of uh, setting this stuff up, and I, I liked it. So, you know, I still have it.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Very nice. So, astro projecting is not dangerous. You're not going to die at any time. Don't be afraid now. And of course, going back to how we can even achieve this, it all really uh depends on not falling asleep correct
2: yeah Mm -hmm. um there are different um dear yes different uh musicians have created tracks with binaural beats and they they typically last about 45 minutes um and also the sleep state i think it's a it's about an hour and a half where you go through the whole cycle of sleep so um if you do 45 minutes and you're able to stay awake while listening to one of those things, then it, that'll help you.
1: It's a long time. Those, yeah. Yeah, those apps that help you go to sleep, those knock you out quick.
2: Yeah, you don't want to listen to a Theta app that'll put you to sleep. Um, you want to go more to the, the um, I mean, Delta. You want to go more toward the Theta, you know, the uh, the dreaming or the creative uh, Alpha and Theta. You
1: know? Yes, and so... Paul, what does this mean to you after all these years? Why would anybody want to do this sort of thing?
2: All right. Well, for me, um, I had um, my childhood was kind of controlling by my parents and things like that. So naturally, um, I wanted to escape, you know, so my going out of body was probably a continuation of that rebellion in my teens and, and then just happening upon sleep paralysis. And then I found information on the Bell radio program where some people were talking about sleep paralysis and out of body experiences. Uh, so it just naturally led that way.
1: I see. Huh? Very cool. And have you had any other experiences, let's say with the paranormal or strange lights in the sky, anything of that nature?
2: Um, yeah. Uh, once you activate the body, um, you become, sen- um, you become sensitive to a lot of different energies. And, um, I have, uh, when I was in, I was in, uh, Southeast Asia one time on a boat and I saw a, uh, this was, uh, in, in junior high school, I saw a, uh, like a big fireball go across the sky. So that was maybe some kind of subliminal influence there. Um, and I have out of body, I've met other beings, you know, um, what we we would call aliens uh, or just non-physical beings and uh, like green, like vibrant green, like the color of grass I've met. And they show you know, they showed me around and stuff like that. And I've written about that in, in my book also.
1: That's interesting. So you've had these experiences with uh, these entities.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, I believe we're all, even after we die, uh, we become one of those beings. And um, yeah, a lot of people talk about, um, other lives or like they were so-and-so they hadn't experienced. I was the queen of England in whatever year or I was so-and-so. If you look at that in a larger sense, if there's only one being, then every person in existence now and that has ever been has been you. There's, if you're looking at somebody on the street or on the TV and they're doing something that you wish you were doing, just tell yourself, well, that is you right there now doing it. That's you in that other body.
1: And, a lot of individuals who have achieved the astral realm they have they've achieved astral travel to the astral plane rather and sometimes they run into maybe a friend or someone are are is that are, are those really your friends though or is that just maybe a projection in your mind of your friend
2: Right. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure of the answer, but um, I know when I've been out of body, I've had memories that I don't know when I'm awake. So I've had memories uh, that I don't, don't normally have access to of experiences and things. You know, so Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it it,
1: it yeah. is interesting if we run into a friend or so or someone, if maybe that's really them in the astral plane.
2: Yeah, on the astral plane, I've met somebody once and I knew their name and I said, hey, and know, we hugged and everything, but I, I don't know who that was with my personality here awake to, you know?
1: Yeah. There's been weird experiences about individuals who had this like a shared dream.
2: Yeah, for sure. Creepy. Oh, that, huh? that I that mean, is two creepy. different people had the same experience in the dream. Absolutely. Just, and they
1: communicated. Yeah. Holy hell. That's awesome. That's, yeah, I, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Have you, you never had that happen to you though?
2: I have. I had an out-of-body experience one time, and uh, I met someone who I uh, hadn't—I went to a workshop one time, and then I hadn't talked to them or seen them in over a year, and I had an out-of-body experience with them, and then I uh, contacted them, and it was real. We both had it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've had a lot of these uh, experiences then.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Very, very nice. And I did want to also uh, ask you just a little bit about your relationship with your parents and uh, other relatives is everything good with them?
2: Yeah, everything's good. Um, let me see'm um, I'm, you know, I'm about six hundred miles away from them, so there's some space but um for when I, in my first two years about of out of-body experiences, I got so excited and I want to to talk with everybody so I, I called them every week you know, for oh, like two no. years and um,
1: were they receptive of that?
2: Uh, They, they put up with it, um, but they didn't really um, go into it. They didn't uh, encourage me to talk more about it.
1: Some people will think that that's like uh, something you do for escapism.
2: Right. Right. Um, Well, okay. So on the larger scale, you, we talked about this already. Um, The benefit of this is that um, it, it helps you become aware, aware of the source um, a lot a lot of people can achieve that on a, um, on a social level, but um, that's another way to do it.
1: No doubt. And of course, you also found yourself at the Monroe Institute, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? Tell me about that.
2: Right. Okay. So um, uh, I wanted to have an out-of-body experience, but I also wanted to, after my first sleep paralysis and I'd heard about out-of-body experiences, I wanted to have an out-of-body experience, but I wanted to do it before I went there. I didn't want it to be to be influenced by it or I, I didn't want to, to create my experience. I want to, I was into I was a scientific person. So, um, uh, yeah, toward the end of the year of 2016, I had two out of body experiences and I'd also scheduled a, um, a workshop at the Monroe Institute and I traveled from college during the break during the winter break. And uh, I took a program. Yeah.
1: And was that a very good experience for you?
2: Yeah, it was uh, probably one of the best experiences
1: of my life. Yeah. Oh wow! So it was that impactful then.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's pretty wild. And I'm curious, by the way, when you project, you know, there's certain techniques some individuals like more than others. Some people like to be laying down. Some people like to be sitting in a chair. Um, what what do you like to do?
2: Yeah, well, I, I tried all the positions where you lay down. I didn't do hardly any sitting things. I did later on in Vipassana meditation in 2014 some sitting, but uh, in in my um, training, I would uh, lay on my stomach. I lay on my side. I t- tr- tried all different types of positions, and I I moved my feet north or south, east west. I tried all these different positions. Uh, what I liked the most was laying on my back.
1: That, well, with that my was that was easier
2: facing north. You know.
1: Was that easier?
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, if I laid on my side with my hand or with my arm under my body on my side or on my on my front, then a limb might fall asleep or something, and I might wake up and not be able to move because it's you know it's asleep.
1: <laughs> yes, and going back to when I when I mentioned the whole entities in the astral plane, going back yeah. to yeah, going back to that. Since I was talking to the first guest about demons and all that sort of stuff, do you consider any of these things to be of that nature, dark in that essence?
2: There are dark beings out there, but the type of person you are is where you end up. So if you're like vibrating in a certain way, then you're going to meet those type of people. And if you're uh, focusing in another way that, you know, you'll end up with those type of people.
1: Basically, you're going to project that
2: or manifest um,
1: that for you rather.
2: You can, uh, you're gonna, uh, you're, yeah, yes,
1: yeah. Mm. Incredible. Yeah, that's probably not a good experience for someone who is like a Luciferian who is really <laughs> dark and deep into it. Well, 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 my first guess is pretty dark as well, but you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's um, an interesting guy, it, right? yeah it fits into the uh there's a book by Carla Ruckert, um the Law of one and in that book she mentions that there's a like a positive path and there's a negative path, and to be successful on the negative path, you have to be more than ninety percent negative know more than ninety percent negative, or it could have been ninety five but you have to be over, you have to be really negative you know <laughs> but to be successful on the positive path, you only need to be like fifty one percent. You know, service to uh, service to others is the positive path and the negative path is um, service to self, like really egoistic and stuff. But on the negative path, people don't help each other. They don't raise each other up. You know, they they knock each other down. So it's harder to be successful on the negative path. But eventually, Carlo was saying that um, once you get to a certain point of progress of your sharpness of mind and your focus of the astral, You notice this, uh, you have to, you have to go to the positive path. The negative always has to flip to the positive path, which I think Eric has because he's noticed the oneness and he's, he he puts out a really good, um, positiveness to his message. So he says dark path, but I don't think he is the really like the evil path. He's just more, the darkness is the void. Uh, it's like the, the, um, the, the, the cauldron of creativity of, um, uh, the, not the kinetic, but the potential. He's got uh, it's the dark. The darkness is the potential of creativity.
1: Yes, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. He's a great individual, great mind on him. He was sort of selling himself short, though, when he was thinking he wasn't as intelligent as as he really is. I think he's a pretty sharp guy.
2: Yeah, he very smart
1: guy. And mm-hmm. A very wise guy. Great guest, and of course, this goes back to some of the more basic questions. Because there's other individuals out there who can't even dream, if you can even imagine that.
2: Well, they're blessed, man. They're so blessed. I know, right? <laughs> they're living. They're living their life, and they're, they don't have to dream about it. You know, they just go out and do it. It's great.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of um uh, kind of odd. I, I dream. Well, we dream all the time, but some people just can't remember them, or they don't really have lucid dreams.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there are supplements you can take, which I haven't really ever done, but uh, I recently got a book on, it's called Advanced Lucid Dreaming. There was a guy on the uh, Discord channel, named, I think his name is Derikos, and he, he's experienced uh, like a oneness experience. And he, he mentioned this book by Thomas Juszczyk, and I'm I'm going through it slowly, just uh, skipping around, but it's, um you know, if people can't sleep well or can't dream and they'd like to, there are options out there, you
1: know? Oh, yeah. I try to encourage everyone to at least try to everyone at one time used to dream and they had very lucid dreams. And sometimes I notice people that use uh, narcotics at times. They're the ones who have a uh, trouble dreaming.
2: Yeah. Where you wake up and you think you're awake and you're really still dreaming. I've done that a few times also.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Or that too. Yeah. It's interesting. What do you
2: mean by, what do you mean by triple dreaming? Yeah.
1: You- well, actually I meant, I meant, Some folks out there, when they do drugs, let's say, let's use pot for uh, an example here. Even though it's not really a a drug per se, but I noticed that certain individuals, lots of friends of mine who uh, they stop and they stop for like a week or a couple days and their dreams become extremely lucid, almost to the point where it's like almost a nightmare for them.
2: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I had a out of body experience one time, or it could have been a dream, but it was very lucid. And a friend of mine who does a lot of who, who does a lot of pot uh he we're not close to each other, but at the time I was spent a few days with some some friends and um the dream wasn't while I was with them, but um I met like his master or whatever on the etheric plane or the astral plane, and I there it was like spikes of energy all around the body. That's what that type, what I believe the marijuana does to the uh, to the etheric and the astral uh, energy, it, it creates spikes.
1: Yeah, you're probably it, right.
2: Yeah, if you if you if you have friends who are who are doing that kind of thing, then they may like cactus and other things that are spiky. You know, it's pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a a friend of mine who always oh I always use as, as an example, <clears throat> and I feel bad for doing so. Uh, excuse me. My goodness, I, I've been. I was coughing there. I hope you didn't hear me.
2: No, but make sure you're
1: okay. I'm good. I'm good. I was just going to say there's a a buddy of mine who I always use as an example, and I feel bad for doing so, but he's someone who uh, who went really deep into psychedelics, and I noticed for a while he was really into mushrooms, and it went to, uh, I think he was also doing something else. I'm starting to forget what he was doing. There was another drug, another uh, powerful hallucinogen that he was doing.
2: Maybe DMT or ayahuasca.
1: Maybe DMT, perhaps. I think that's what he was doing. I know that uh, since, you know, I live close to the Mexican border out here, about 12 miles away, he knew a shaman out there as well. Okay. Yeah, they were extracting it. I forgot exactly how. I, I wish I could give you those details because they are fascinating. But anyways
2: not peyote possibly
1: i don't know if it was peyote i i'm thinking it might have been dmt okay dimethyltryptamine and i remember one time he was showing it to me and he was asking me if i was interested and i thought hell no that that's that's going too far in you know i don't want to open myself up to that just yet mm-hmm. Good. Thinking. yeah i don't want to do that but i'm using him as an as an example because He's someone who afterwards, after the whole uh, drug thing, after that sort of phase, he got really into like religion and he bounced around uh, to a couple other religions. And I just kept thinking, I I wonder what's going on with him in his psyche. Why in his mind does he feel the need to do all these things going into these certain uh, church groups and doing the psychedelics and sort of just going off the deep end there? He, he. turn into a very different individual after this experience.
2: Yeah, well, there's a book called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. And he talks about the difference, you know, between um, like a prana or he doesn't talk about use the word prana or chi, but that's kind of the force. And the the power is like the source or the spirit or God, or there are different words for that.
1: Yes, I, I just found it interesting that he bounced around different religions so much.
2: Yeah. So, um,
1: Was um he a lost Carlos,
2: Carlos, Carlos Casanita writes about the different, the effects of different, um, things like marijuana, peyote and things like that. Just, uh, just to put that out there. Um, lost soul, um, you know, we're all personalities. And what I've written in, in, in the book is, um, we, at one extreme is a personality at the outer circle, at the, uh, at the ten- tangential point. And in the center of the circle is the source or the non-physical, and the 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 range of being of all beings is from between the oneness at the center and the one beyond the oneness is the one, and on the extreme is the personality. So um, between those two extremes is the soul, and we can have all different types of experiences. And um, so he went outside like the social norm, or or maybe it is the group he's in is like social. But now he's kind of searching for a connection, possibly.
1: Yeah. he Well, he, he definitely went off. Uh, you know, <laughs> No one really knows what's going on with him. He definitely went off there in his own, I guess you could say, spiritual journey of sorts.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Um, where, where these things will lead is to know that the source is within. Each one of us is the source, and at the same source is in all the people.
1: Yeah, the answers always come from within. Yeah. That's why I kept thinking, why is he such a lost soul when all he really needs to do is— uh block everything out and look within all right all right that's where the yeah, truth is you don't need any of these groups you don't need to join any sort of religion or any of that sort all the answers are within and that's one thing i've realized doing all this all this research into occult groups and different secret societies all that sort of uh occult knowledge you know all those answers they all come from within and everyone has that same ability to do so
2: right yeah
1: yeah it's a trip but some people just get so lost in the journey
2: yeah um well it's a, it's exciting and um it's something to do you know we we all like the fun so
1: that was <laughs> oh, yeah. fun yes i don't blame him i just hope he's well and happy with his life because sometimes when i see individuals like that who bounce around from different thing different groups it really makes me feel like they are searching for a sense of belonging that's the original uh Reason lots of these individuals get involved with these groups in the first place.
2: Yeah, um, another thought is that these different things that we take, um, they they bring us back to the source. Each, mm. ma- even if it's only briefly, so it's kind of jumping ahead. And what I like to promote is that to make your life a great life, we're here in the physical world, so that you're more and more happy. And then you naturally go into those peak experiences, um, like naturally without taking anything. And and when you get back from that experience, you're cushioned by your happy life here. And, uh, for, for a man to do that, he really needs to have a job and have a skill so that he can, you know, have a foundation, um, on which to, um, you know, have a, you know, a family, a woman wants someone normally who can, you know, has money, you know, who's not scraping by. So, if you're in high school or if you're thinking about what kind of job you're going to do, look for something, you know, have your passions, but look for things that um, will pay you money, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. There are a couple of younger listeners out there that, you know, I didn't even know they existed, really. I thought a lot of older people listen to this, and they do, but we do have a younger listen, a listener base out there as well. Got quite surprised by that, and they definitely don't want to push any sort of a uh, drug, legal or not, uh, to them.
2: Right. Um. I recently came across a guy named John Taylor Gatto, and he was a a teacher in New York for many, many years. And he, uh, he should, people should check out his videos because if you're thinking that education is something forced on you and it's not being done correctly, uh, you should look that up. Even if you've already graduated from school, um, you should check out John Taylor Gatto.
1: Amazing, and. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you um, if you believe in God.
2: Yeah, I think uh, yes. I've experienced uh, certain things that yes. Mm-hmm.
1: You one hundred percent believe in God, then?
2: Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. I believe that being which we all are part of, or we all are, uh, is forever and never dies, and um, it is. It has always been
1: understood. I've always leaned towards something like panspermia that helps seed. <laughs> this planet, but you don't exactly agree with that notion, correct?
2: Well, I think the physical world has, will always exist, some some aspect of it, and I think the non-physical world always exists, and those two worlds are parts of the same being.
1: Understood, understood, and of course, this goes back to an interesting conversation that I once had with an individual who worked at one of these um, how 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 do I say this? At a hospice.
2: Yeah, hospice. Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say hospice. I was gonna use it in a in a different sense, but yeah, a hospice. And he worked there for quite some time. And one day, I actually asked him out of the blue if he had any sort of talks with with any of these uh, patients there uh, about NDEs.
2: Yeah, and that's very exciting. Mm-hmm.
1: It was very crazy. Um, he actually told me one of the the girls or older women that he was uh, taking care of there at this place, or at this home, rather. It was, I, I think it was some sort of out, I'm not exactly sure how or how this thing operated, but I, I recall he was telling me this story about some woman who, her heart stopped beating for a couple minutes. She had this crazy okay. story. What uh, happened? Well, she she thought, she, well, I, I shouldn't say she thought, because it was a very real thing to her, but she went through the whole classic down-the-tunnel uh, saw the light sort of thing.
2: Yeah, Daniel Brinkley talks a lot about that stuff, too. I read about him in the beginning, like 20 some years ago.
1: Oh. oh, yeah. he's He talks a lot about that. Yeah. He's taken a lot of heat, too, by the way. For, I don't know.
2: I haven't I haven't seen what's have been happening with him for recently. You know?
1: In terms of his, uh, I think, military background or so. Lots, oh, okay. Yeah, lots of folks out there throwing dirt uh, over some of the claims he's made about that. Some people don't think he's a genuine... They say a stolen Valor.
2: Well, it's smart for people to be skeptical, but, um, you know, we're all going to die someday. And um, there are people who are saying uh, that, you know, there is there, there are experiences you can have. And if you're going to go your whole life without checking it out, that would be, and then maybe end up after you die, you're still alive. Then that would be maybe a, something you missed out on.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And of course, another thing I did want to mention Uh, with you and i wanted you to go over that with all of us here where the focus levels sure made Um, famous by monroe
2: yeah robert monroe was the founder of the monroe institute um in the 50s he was a broadcaster and uh he ended up buying some land in uh south of charlottesville in virginia and um he he worked with sleep like learning in sleep and he found these frequencies binaural beats I don't know if he invented it or he, he found them from somebody else, but uh he worked with it and they they still have an institute to do, you know they're still working with it this day to this day to uh, this after day. maybe sixty seventy years
1: yeah that's crazy and yeah yeah these focus levels though he developed them, and I think they're quite accurate
2: yeah um the the basic when you're if you do yoga or if you do some type of activity where it, the goal is to be relaxed. When you're doing the deep relaxation in yoga, they do a savasana and they they guide you through a deep relax a deep relaxation muscle tensing process, and that's basically the to go into the focus ten is uh, is a deep relaxation like you would experience in a yoga class.
1: Yeah, focus one is everyday waking consciousness. If I call, uh, recall correctly, right. right,
2: right. It's like you're walking around, you're playing sports. Is focus one? Yeah.
1: And when you get to about let's say focus fifteen what goes on there
2: 15 is i think a transition point um it may, it may be the, the void what his what um the previous guest was talking about as a the darkness ah, yes. even fo- even focus 12 is a void um but the void is um a space from which you can like feel around in the darkness and see if there's anything pulling you in dr- any direction or it's, a, it's like a it's like a a train station where you're 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 about to go somewhere but you haven't gone there yet
1: that's, that's a trip. Yeah. Focus 15, it says here, a state of no time consciousness. No time. Yeah. yeah. Now that is creepy.
2: <laughs> well, um, once you see when you mentioned before fear and, uh, one of the, uh, as a physical person with not a lot of out of body experience, naturally people would be afraid. So when you get to, when you get to focus 15, you're not in the afraid state anymore. It's more of an adventure and experience. And you're excited that you finally got there to the Focus 15.
1: Understood. And I myself actually had an outer body experience, for those that don't know out there. Way back when I was a very young, very young man, outside it happened after I took a drink of a beer, I somehow fell backwards and hit my head. And I hit my head so hard that I actually had a a damn seizure. I'm not sure if I had a seizure before. But I definitely did have one on the ground, and I clearly remember seeing myself uh, from a different perspective, Paul. It was quite creepy. I saw myself from above looking down, and I was able to uh, pull myself together for some odd reason. I don't know what happened there. And, yeah, I just took a sip of this beer, and it happened.
2: That's awesome. It must've been life-changing. Um, did you see yourself shaking on the ground or was that? Yeah.
1: I I literally saw myself and I, and I stopped myself from shaking too.
2: Okay. You stopped yourself while still staying out of body or you were pulled back in?
1: Both. It was like a weird thing. I, I was in my mind thinking, why am I shaking on the ground? And I told myself, stop that. And I did. And a few moments later, I'm back in there. And so you confused. Were at, so you
2: were out of body. You you did that and you saw yourself stop and there were a few moments before few, you re entered and you were not shaking? Correct. Awesome.
1: It was it was a it was a creepy, it was a trip because I, I did feel calmness about the whole situation. Yeah. But once I realized what was going on, I, I literally said, I need to stop doing that. I need, I need to get up, and I did. Great, great. I don't know what, what to call that though, but that happened to me when I was about fifteen years old, fifteen or sixteen. I think 15.
2: Awesome. Well, you're not a skeptic anymore.
1: (laughs) And well, see, that's the thing. It's an everyday sort of a battle from within myself because I go back and, you know, I'm I'm an agnostic atheist, really. Some days I feel that there's more to this world than meets the eye. And sometimes I feel, uh, no, there can't be anything else. This is it. We are a product of bacteria, really. And we somehow... Here we are with the power of voice all of a sudden, but then sometimes uh, that whole notion goes away once I think of the bigger picture.
2: So if that would, makes sense I to would, you. I would categorize you as a second stage out-of-body experiencer because you, weren't, you left your house, you weren't in your house when this happened, and there were probably some other people around and you were outside of your house. So you're a second stage out-of-body experiencer.
1: There were and people my... around me when that happened.
2: There, there you go. (laughs) So, so the stage you're in is um, you want to do it as many times as you can and to prove to yourself that it's really real. So I don't know if you're very active about trying to have another out-of-body experience, but but I,
1: I, yeah, I've done it already.
2: Oh, you have, you've had more.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's just in my mind and on this program, I want to be as rational as I can, even though the odds are stacked against me with the things I talk about, but I want to be, the most rational person I can be I've had these strange experiences throughout my life and even now I still try to rationalize them I don't want to uh, go out and and say these things that you know i'm I'm not trying to go out and and uh, sell myself or anything of that nature i'm not I'm not saying that what happened was a hundred percent accurate maybe there's an explanation that that's sort of the skeptic that the the skepticism that I try to keep uh on board, but I mean all of that goes away the next day, to be honest with you. It really depends on my mood, like I said.
2: Well do you journal? Have you ever written these down?
1: I haven't. I'm guilty of not. I, I should though.
2: Okay. Oh, well, uh, objectivity is an important part of the out of body experience because you don't want to start creating things when you're out of body and you want to be true to yourself. And you, so what you're doing is you're, you're refining your, what your understanding is, and you don't want to influence other people also, So you're being truthful and on the positive path. You're being a good person.
1: Uh, yeah. I want to be as transparent as, and as, um, legit as possible. Right. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to sell any, um, snake oil to anyone here.
2: Right. So you did you say there was like a peaceful uh, experience or a uh, some kind of something um under you know underlying your first experience that well, you it, saw?
1: it was very calming, though.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe that's influencing how you're acting also with um, your approach.
1: I wasn't. I, I'm not afraid of dying. In other words, either.
2: Yeah. Me neither.
1: I have no fear of death. That I know it sounds kind of wild to say, but I don't. Right. I feel like everything will work out just fine, just the way the universe wants it to.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I believe there are beings that um, are more more good and there are beings that are more bad or evil. And so I don't believe all beings are created good. Um, and I don't know if anyone is really created, but acting more good for an extended period of time, you know?
1: that makes sense. And right back to these focus levels, I want to get back to this um very interesting. Once you get past the whole focus 23, 24, 25, it gets pretty deep, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it gets toward the gathering or the oneness. So, I would say stage 2 is up to all the religious belief systems in the 20s. Hmm?
1: Pretty wild stuff. And of course, if anyone is interested in what we're talking about, you can look up these uh the focus chart I guess you could say these focus levels over at the Monroe Institute website. Quit yeah. Google search and you'll find it, folks.
2: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, if you haven't posted it, I can post it later in Discord or something where they can find it. I think in the UK, look up um, focus levels, Google search focus levels and UK. I think it's in the UK, uh, United Kingdom.
1: Now, focus 27, the edge of human thought capacity, the site of a way station or rest and recovery from the trauma of physical death. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah. I think it's also referred to as the park,
1: the park, exactly Um, the park. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they've gotten past the different, see, different belief systems will limit you to a certain progress toward the, say, if you're looking at a bright light and, or the sun, you can only look so close. If you're made of a certain material, you can't look directly at the sun. But the more higher your vibration is, the more you can look closer and get toward the source. So that's what these past belief systems, past religious, uh, uh, unchanging religious beliefs, past all the mental stuff is the beyond. And that's kind of where the park is the transition to.
1: Really cool. And, of course, your website is outofbodyjournal.com. For those who were wondering, and I got a private message earlier asking about you. And, yeah, outofbodyjournal.com. You could find your work there, Paul. Right, right. No doubt. And going back to the focus levels really, really quickly here, there's Focus 49. I'm not quite sure I know about that one.
2: Well, I, yeah, I, when I was taking some of the programs um, like Starlines and some of the other higher level, if there is any higher level, um, like Focus 10 is all you need to go to to transition anywhere you want to go to naturally. Um, but beyond like the earth, uh, beyond the human belief systems and the thoughts and there are other, um, you know, there's other galaxies, so there's going to be other numbers, and they don't necessarily mean anything good. It means maybe that in the beginning, you didn't reach the source from some of the easier stuff, so they had to create other stuff to see if you can get to the source,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's trippy. And what about the Akashic Records?
2: Yeah, okay. Um, people have described it as the um, all the wisdom or all the experiences that have ever happened I have been, um, I've been a few times into a state where I've known everything in the universe. I've had access to all the mem, everything that's ever happened, but I didn't do it intentionally. I just kind of ended up there, maybe some kind of alignment, but I used to meditate a lot and sit for like an hour every evening. And that kind of thing can develop your, um, your connection with, um, with all it is and you, things can happen. You know.
1: Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know you were that deep in the game.
2: Yeah. Anyone talking about oneness has experienced a few things.
1: Pretty amazing. And the people at home, they can do this too, but they definitely have to uh, keep going at it. It's something that will take some time. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Even if you go to church, you know, if you go to church every Sunday, that's good. Uh, You're maintaining a focus and the the energy that happens when you're in church or praying is, it's the same thing, you know, and I've, one of the things I promote is the Vipassana meditation, which is like a Buddhist sitting thing for, and it's like a, I would recommend the 10 day Vipassana retreat because that's like having a how to body experience while you're in your body. You're not outside. You're not trying to take out your body through sleep and, you know, hypnotic things. You're, you're actually in your body breathing and you're alert the whole time and, and things can happen.
1: What's your perspective on remote viewing?
2: Sure. Um, uh, there's a great remote viewer named uh, Joseph Mc, Joe McMonigal, and um, you can check him out on YouTube also. And there's some other people. It's a it's not an out of body experience, but it is also redirecting your senses to another location and picking up information. You have to clear your mind though, and you have to have like a set of uh, protocols so you're not trying you're not influencing the information that you pick up. Because if you, if you imagine the, the Earth has all these thoughts and events happening, and if you're open, if you just open yourself, all these different things can come in. So you want to be able to maintain a center. You want to center yourself and then focus on an area or, or a number or some kind of cue that will direct your awareness to a location, and you'll be able to tap into that information.
1: It's pretty crazy how our government and the Russian government, how deep they were into remote viewing as well.
2: Yeah. um, People write about that in some of the, yeah.
1: Mm. Pretty wild stuff.
2: I I forgot the name. I'm not sure. Do you remember the name of that program? Stargate or something like that? Yes.
1: Project Stargate.
2: Stargate. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. And everyone can read up on Project Stargate as well. If you look it up online, all the documents are out there nowadays. And it is interesting that these documents have been uh, declassified as well. It really makes you wonder why, especially with some of the things that I talk about here on the program in terms of extraterrestrials, that seems to be a hot topic now in the media as well. Uh, any thoughts and opinions on that, Paul?
2: Yeah, it's said that even in the time of Atlantis, there was a war and their civilization uh, went down the tubes. So beyond this technological and uh, energetic and uh, force is uh, underlying um, essence and that essence is the similarity of what's in all the religions and all the people and all the aliens. They all have this one energy in them. And when a civilization becomes aware of that uh, source, um, then then we stop having war.
1: There's certain individuals out there and certain talk circuits that make the airwaves every now and then that believe these aliens are, quote-unquote, demonic. Do you feel that to be true, Paul?
2: Um, I haven't met any alien demons. I've I've met beings <laughs> Me out too. of body that are right. more evil, but I haven't. know um, I you know I believe there may be beings in the earth. Like Emory Smith talks about different things, and Corey Good also talks about things. Um, but I'm not sure. I haven't really um, met any of those beings in
1: person. I haven't either. I haven't met any sort of ET uh, per se. <laughs> um but there's lots of stories of people being abducted and having even sexual experiences as well.
2: Yeah, uh, on that's the uh, weird. I don't know about the abductions. Uh, Emory talk I think Corey Good talks about that. Um but the sexual stuff that's one of the uh phases that you go through as an antibody experiencer.
1: Yeah, it seems like you definitely are able to have that sort of experience as well in the astral plane, a, a very sexual experience.
2: Right. It's a development of the personality.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. And
2: one of the things about uh that is, um, you know, you can have sex with people who aren't 100% human. And then it becomes an issue if you ever are shown children. So you got to be careful.
1: You might have to take care of some more kids out there. (laughs) That's right. That you don't even know of. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And and you do you have kids, Paul? Not physically. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Maybe you don't you know, want I'd, kids.
2: I'm open to it. You know, I'd like to have a family, but um, I am where I am, you know, and things may change. Who knows?
1: You're not out there dating Paul.
2: Well, I, I, had, I had a on and off of relationship, but I'm looking for a, a spiritual person ideally, but um, more generally like a Pisces woman. Is Like, I'm, I've gone through some of the astrology stuff, and like a year of the rat, Chinese year of the rat or monkey with a, maybe a, a Pisces or a Scorpio woman is supposed to be ideal for, I'm a cancer sign, uh, year of the dragon.
1: My goodness, Paul, you need to go to Arizona.
2: Yeah, well, I spent uh, like eight months there, and I, I met a few
1: women. <laughs> I'm telling you, see, see, exactly. Paul knows. He knows the deal. Uh, you would yeah. definitely meet uh, someone of your likeness out there, Paul, someone... Just like you, just into these sort of topics, I think you would, obviously, you've been there, so you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, the, some of the great uh, restaurants out there, and also uh, durian in Tucson, Arizona. They have some Asian markets with durian in it. It's uh, it's that food that's tasty. Yeah.
1: Very nice. <laughs> and Paul, are, are you open to going about the whole talk circuit thing and going to these conferences to talk about out of body experiences and astral projection.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'd love this stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I think you would make a pretty good uh, speaker doing some of your presentation work out there.
2: Yeah, in the beginning of my out of body experiences, I always wanted to share this with people and I started doing that in more so in 2017 when I started writing and uh with the YouTube channels and through that means, but um I'm almost I'm open to coaching, but also Traveling. I used to travel a lot and I have the ability to travel and uh, some of the funds to do that, but I'd love to do that. Yeah.
1: Very nice. And another thing I did want to ask you was some people that have gone to the astral plane, they have reported seeing loved ones from the past, former loved ones, people that are gone. They meet them in the astral plane. Have you had any of those sort of experiences yourself, Paul?
2: I've met beings that I don't personally know, but uh, for instance, I met Robert Monroe. um, I I never met him in the physical world, but I met him out of body and he shook my hand and he said, congratulations, you know? Um, one of my experiences, I, I bought my dad a ticket to uh, a week at the Monroe Institute you know, a few years before he ended up dying. And he met his uh, deceased brother while he was walking outside, he saw him in the mist and he was smiling at him. So at that point he kind of changed his um, opinion of this stuff because he really didn't want to go to the workshop, but I bought it and said, Hey, I bought it. If you don't go, I'm just going to donate it to the Institute, you know? So yeah. he went,
1: so he went, was, was dad open-minded? to no n- no okay. not at
2: all he was a skeptic but um but i guess he believed enough in me to to go and nice at least satisfy me you know
1: ah, that's a nice thing to do yeah mm-hmm. usually there's a parent that we have one of them is more open-minded than the other what was your mom open-minded
2: i think so um yeah uh, it turns out later on um i've from After after being a child, later on, I, I met some of her, some of my uncles and stuff, and, and they'd had out-of-body experiences, so they just never told me while I was growing up, you know? So yeah. her side of the family must have had that in it, you know?
1: Must have had a lot of uh, things go on, going on with them, and right. it seems to be the case with a lot of people out there that have, I guess you could say, experienced the paranormal, they've had a, some sort of sighting or anything of that nature, or or even... Seeing strange lights in the sky, that sort of thing seems to have happened in the past with a family member or two. Kind of weird, but that's how it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very strange. I'm always
2: curious about that. You know, people's stories, I love to hear them, you know, because uh, it's always exciting to, to see how it happened for people. You know?
1: Understood. And going back to something I was asking the first guest, I was curious his, what his thoughts were on karma. And I want to ask you the same question, Paul. Do you believe in karma?
2: Um, I believe that uh, it's a term that's used. He was talking about some Hindu stuff, and I'm familiar with all the the Bhagavad Gita and the other stuff. Some of the things that people say, there's a guy named Sadhguru on YouTube, S-A-T-H, Guru, Sadhguru. And he says there's something like a stickiness. Every interaction you have creates like some, in my own terms, it's an association, and it's like a connection somehow. So wow. any yeah, any any anything that happens there's so you could call that karma, you know. But if you're wanting to get beyond karma is to go to the more and more subtle. And once you it's the, one of the terms that Gabriel Cousins uses Rabbi and Dr. Gabriel Cousins. He says you die into the nothingness. So when you're sitting and meditating or praying, you, you fall into that so much that 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 kind of experience can connect you with uh, you just kind of regenerate and maybe some of that gets rid of the karma.
1: Understood. And what about ESP?
2: Yeah, I think um, we all have these different senses. And um, uh, one of the, one of the terms that's used is um, city, S-I-D-D-H-I, city or power. And so we can, these different powers, we can, there are many, many different powers.
1: Understood. And going back to, I guess you could say your early childhood if we can go back that far do you recall that by any by any chance do you have any early recollections of your childhood
2: yeah um I remember um, almost like walking on the moon like moonwalking slow kind of jumping and that kind of slow motion movement kind of thing um so that would that's what I would say is similar to that um One of the early experiences that I remember that wasn't some kind of paranormal thing was just I was in my crib and something pinched me, right? And I looked around and I couldn't find out what it was. So maybe that was like the beginning of my curiosity.
1: I think so. I I felt there was some sort of experience that might have happened unknowingly maybe um, at a much younger age. Uh, Sometimes, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, from the things I've read, there are individuals who have written about kids and past lives i'm not sure if you ever read anything about that but they say that kids at a certain age uh maybe i don't know if it's one through seven or eight uh, these kids actually when they're dreaming they are having these these um these thoughts and memories from a past life have you ever heard of that paul
2: um, as a child, I never had any of those experiences or remembered any of them. I've heard of that, and it's it's awesome.
1: It's weird, right?
2: Yeah. There's a, uh, you know, how we raise our children is uh, it's, um, many different points of view. And there was a book by Vladimir Megre called Anastasia, or Anastasia. And in that book, they, they allow their child to raise itself almost. And so I think we teach children not to have access to that or to acknowledge that, And we, you know, we make them cookie cutter to try and be a certain way. But I think as children, we have all that information there.
1: Very interesting. And we are coming to a close very soon here, Paul. Unfortunately, I did want to go a little bit longer, but it seems that we've been going on for quite some time here, about three hours. My goodness, I had no idea.
2: I don't know how long it's been. (laughs) but it uh, feels like we just started.
1: <laughs> I know, right? It feels like we just uh, really got underway here, but I do want to invite you back on, Paul. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about here, not with just uh, the astral world, but just a lot of things in life in general, Paul.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. This would be great. I have some other things that I'd love to talk about also, but yeah, actually, knows we, where going to go.
1: Well, Paul, we, we do have a few more minutes here. If there's anything that you did want to discuss, or mentioned this would be a great time
2: um well, there is discord on the discord channel. um I posted it in the chat. I don't know if people saw it, but if you go through the out of body dot com uh there's a link to the chat groups, and people can always talk with other people through those uh through those areas and there's a bunch of links in those spaces too um I put out a a, a journal I put out a journal and I was sit maybe saying uh, i might write something every now and then and it could possibly become a, a every month kind of thing you know there's a journal of science there's a journal of nature so one day i, I had the idea of starting like an out of body journal too because i wanted to join one i looked around and i no one had started one so i just thought well this would be a good avenue for me to to put some more of this stuff out there i i already had a youtube channel with out of body stuff and i thought well here's something that could all, I could, I could also do. So I uh, published my first issue of the out-of-body journal for June, and you could find that through the discord or even on the, um, just go through the website and go you know, look around. You'll find it.
1: Very nice. And Paul, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program yet again. It's a tremendous honor to finally get a chance to speak to you. We just scratched the surface here tonight and we definitely will do it again on the other side.
2: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, all the listeners, and I hope you guys have a great evening or the rest of your day.
1: No problem. Thank you so much, and have a safe and good night out there.
2: Good night. Good night, Michael. Good night, everybody. Thank Take you. Take care, Paul.
1: And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. That was the one and only Prince Paul Mamakos. Great guy. Great guest. I did like talking to that gentleman here tonight. And special thanks to E. A. Coetting, and of course our. Guest, We were just speaking to Paul and of course, special thank you to those in the chat room. I really do appreciate you hanging out with me here tonight and listening to the mayhem unfold. And of course, I want to remind all of you out there, if you enjoy the program and want to help fund the program, which I would really want all of you to do, no doubt, there is a donation button on the right hand side of your screen over at MichaelDeacon.com. If you can help donate any amount you can, whatever you got around, all that money goes directly back into keeping the lights on over here with the program. And those who donated already, I really do appreciate that tremendously. Oh, yes. And I will get the Patreon up and running, no doubt. I will be releasing multiple shows and definitely want your support there. And if you like the show and want additional content, sign up to the Patreon. I believe the link is on the description below this video here. And of course, I want to thank the international listeners as well. Really appreciate you great folks out there. Stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are on this island earth. I'm Michael Deacon. I'll see you again very soon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night everybody.
0: Punk with his nose turned up
1: And a on your own. Tell me, tell me what it's like and let's not forget That Scarface spik- Brick face. He
0: dropped out of the subhuman human race Boo Chasing dragons down the hall So now I'll find you just to